All right, we're back. It's me, Ryder. I'm here. And I'm also here with my co-hosts, Mims and Jack. Say hello, fellas. What's good? What's up? What's up? Episode 19. We're rocking and rolling, man. Uh, we got a we got a long episode, I'd say. We or we got a lot to cover. We'll see how we'll see how fast or slow it goes. Um. I think we should just jump right into it. The Super Bowl happened, and indeed, the, indeed the, it did. Yeah, the Rams won twenty to three. They won twenty three to twenty. Uh, we we gave you guys some props. We're gonna go over those, see how that went, and uh, just give you our thoughts and on the game. So my two props were tails and Rams score every quarter. Tails did not hit, and Rams score every quarter did. I actually faded myself from the pod, so technically I did hit both of those, but we're going to call it one and one. Uh, for the sake of the pod. For the sake yeah. of the pod, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mims, unfortunately, went 0-2. He did take some risky bets, and the value was there, so we're not knocking Mims for this. Uh, plus 900, no turnover in the ball game. Honestly, In fairness, was- the turnovers didn't come from where you thought they would have. Like Stafford having they came late thought, too. Yeah, I that's feel fair. like yeah. And then Jamar Chase, Super Bowl MVP. Obviously, they didn't win. So, who's to say he wouldn't have won? You know. And honestly, he was open on that last play. As that's what, if he catches that touchdown and he has 120 yards and two touchdowns in the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that's yeah. been pretty much what got Cooper Cup his MVP. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're th- four points away from that maybe hitting, but. 0-2 for Mims, and then Jack went with uh, Matt Stafford, Super Bowl MVP, which was close, but no cigar. They gave it it's to close. Cup. And uh, OBJ, anytime touchdown score, plus 113. That was a hit. Yep. It was a, he was mm-hmm. the first touchdown score of the game. Had you mm-hmm. taken that, probably would have won some mm-hmm. more money. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cashed yeah. it early. Cashed it Then really he died early. after. He, yeah, he, he secured the bet, though. Yeah. Hope he recovers well. Yep. He, he got he, the bet. He in. played just enough time to get Jack. It's one and <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. So. <laughs> he said, he said, Oh, I got Jack's prop bet. Job's done. Headed out. So all in all, we were two and four. That's not terrible, in my opinion, you know. Especially with the risky. I mean, we had two contradicting bets, first of all. Super Bowl MVP bets. And then <laughs> uh Rams score every quarter was also kind of risky. I don't know. I think we did good, fellas. Definitely could have been a worse day. On the I'd have to agree. I think it could have been better, could have been worse, you know? Absolutely. But, but we want yeah, to talk about the game a little yeah, bit? Yeah, let's talk about the game, halftime show, the whole – the whole – The whole shebang. Nine. Yeah, let's just talk about The whole about shebang. I thought it was a good game. I think it's one of the more entertaining Super Bowls we've had in the last few years. Definitely. Yeah, I'd say I mean, so. Outside of Chiefs Niners, I think like the last three or four have been pretty, you know, mediocre. Washed. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely a nice, pleasant um upgrade. Especially last year. It was a real drubbing. Shocked the over didn't hit. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm shocked, but both defenses played really well all playoffs. Like the Bengals hadn't really been in a great defense all year. They're kind of average and really stepped up in the playoffs, and the Rams are just the Rams. So, 
I'm not it is the Super Bowl as well. That kind of makes it more of a defensive game. It just puts it in the air. Like Ryder said, defense wins championships. Right. And that's exactly what we saw. Uh, it came down to the wire. O-line shit the bed. There was an opportunity for Joe to win the game there. He just didn't have enough time. The poetic winning uh, ending. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, the halftime show was pretty dope um <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and show my caucasianness by saying it was the best of all time but it i mean it was <laughs> it was but we're not gonna sit here and and talk about it for 45 minutes you know uh what you guys think about the halftime show they played all the songs i wanted them to play and uh 50 cent was a nice little add-in that i didn't see coming <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't facts. he wasn't like on the list of people there was but like they didn't promote him showing up, right? He was a he was a no. surprise. And that makes me that yeah. makes me ask questions. Like was that supposed to be a surprise? Did he want that to be a surprise or are they just like I could so my see guy 50 like, not promoting feel him like the big names? Maybe it was like a last minute decision or something. I don't uh, know. I loved it in LA that day, and they were just like, "Yo, man, you want to come perform in the Super Bowl with us?" Yeah. I feel like Dr. It, Dre hit him up. I feel like we've been getting memes from every halftime performance uh, in the past years, and it's, 50 just, it's Cent, tradition. Fifty Cent hanging like like fucking Spider Man from the ceiling is definitely the meme we receive from this halftime show. <laughs> I would say. Uh, blood was in his cranium. I wonder how long he was hanging there. That that is a great. Yeah. Question. What if he passed out or something? I mean, you could definitely see he, he looked like. He got down pretty quick. Yeah. It was uh it was funny, but um I thought it was a good show. (laughs) Who thought that was a good idea? (laughs) I will say I almost shed a tear when I saw Kendrick for real. (laughs) Yeah. Just like a mythical creature at happiness and frustration. It's like okay, you're alive. What are you doing? Yeah. There's news that he's dropping like some like June or some shit. I don't know. I don't believe anything about I hear about Kendrick. Like I, no, I just you just I, gotta wait until it actually yeah. happens. It's just not he's whenever I see that on Apple Music is what I'll believe in. Exactly. Yeah, but as far as the game, the Bengals O line shit to bed. Per usual, like who would have saw quarter. that coming? They, they gave who up one saw that sack coming? in the entire first half, and then the Rams started switching to stunts and like kind of twist like combinations on the like defensive line, and they were just befuddled. Gave up like five sacks and three straight three and outs. Some the cut and I there. tried to tell you that they ain't winning shit. They had, I mean, they were in that game the entire time. So to say they weren't gonna win and act like it. Was never in question. I mean, the T. Higgins face mask was bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that is true, and that was absolute bullshit. I mean, they still could have drived that, or was that a what down was that? that was uh, the first play. That was the very okay. First it was play the first play. First play. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Half, I mean. Okay. It yeah, was still definitely a game changing play right there. Oh yeah, the um, momentum completely shifted. That's when I was like, okay, I was, we have a I'm football game. I'm just live betted Cincy. Yeah, I'm just live betted Cincy at the end of the first half, just the way the momentum was already swinging. And then when that happened, I was like, oh shit, they're about to actually fucking win. 
That's a big one. When I saw that, I was like, they're going to go score one more time, and that's going to be ball game. And then Rams are playing from behind. Yeah, Matt Stafford playing from behind is never – yeah, yeah like, not a blown under the radar how clutch he's been throughout his career until he got to LA. Is that just me? What like, you if mean? You look at, if you look at it in the past like decade, he's like up there with like, I mean, top three in like game winning drives in fourth quarter OT, like in the last decade. That's in Detroit. So do we do, wa- do, do we want to have like do we want to have the is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer conversation now? We can. we can. Right now? Right like, now. Right this at, right, right now. No. I don't think so. Not He's I think he will be though. If he just like continues to be consistent. Like, How many for, like, more years four, of production th- at this rate do you need for it to say he's a Hall of Famer? Three or four. Okay. See, here's my argument with that is that he's never been like Richard Sherman said. I don't mean to piggyback completely off him, but he's never been at the top of his position at any point in his career. So how can we call him one of the greatest at his position of all time, if that's the case? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my I'm not even holding like, yeah, I'm not even holding like Detroit over his head either. Like that, since he was losing games, that's what keeps him from being a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I just don't think he is, regardless if he was on a shitty team or not. But if he just keeps production like the next three years, then I think he should be a lock, especially now that he has a ring. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I just looked at his 2011 year, which is probably his best year. He had 5,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. I mean, that's like pretty much identical numbers to what he had this year, but in one last game. But then, mm-hmm. other than that, it's always been like 21 and 11, 26 and 10, like 20, just like middling numbers with lots of yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, this is not enough for me. He's a hair under 50,000 total career yards. He's got 323 total passing touchdowns and 161 total interceptions with a career QBR of 91.1. Jeez. So I'm going to com- – who should we try to compare that to? Who, who do you all want to compare that to, to kind of for reference? Like Matt Ryan maybe, who I also don't think is a Hall of Famer, but maybe has more of a case than Matt Stafford. <laughs> I, think Matt, I think Matt Ryan should be – I think I think he has more than a case with, than Stafford. Yeah, I'm has, trying to think of a better. Even case. now yeah. that Stafford has a Super Bowl, you think that? Yeah, Matt Ryan yeah, has I the do. MVP. Yeah, I do. So if you're talking Matt, about who's the best at their position during the time, Matt Ryan literally proved he was the most valuable player for an entire season. Agreed. Matt Ryan is better all time than Stafford, regardless of this ring or not. Ah, that's that's a tough call for me. I don't know. I watched Matt Ryan choke a Super Bowl. You can't uh, let like one game like determine uh, if he's a Hall of Fame or not. I think that's unfair. I guess Matt. Like, I mean, looking at the stats, like, it is kind of hard to say Matt Ryan's not a Hall of Famer. It's just like, damn, dude, how do you not have a Super Bowl? It's definitely a stain. He on does. His legacy, he does but... have an MVP. You're right. You're right. But yeah, that does. Yeah, that it's does. Ju- we just yeah. 
Just, it's just a giant. I'll put we'll it never... in perspective. If they never choked that game, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You're absolutely right about that. I don't know. I just feel like that ring definitely – you're right. I think that Matt Stafford is worse than Matt Ryan. It's just like as far as legacy goes – Stafford that ring that ring talks yeah it's that guy that grinded it out in Detroit and still got a ring somehow Mm. let's say Matt Ryan just like checks out of Atlanta and ends up on like Tampa Bay and somehow ends up with oh that'd be dirty I love that I think it's too late you think it's too late yeah I think that is Matt Ryan a Falcon next year uh, as far as I'm concerned, he is. I don't okay. have him written down on the free agents or anything. It just seems it just seems like every year we talk about is Matt Ryan. Like, are they going to trade him finally? Like, I mean, if anything, I think we should be talking about will they draft his his successor? Yeah, that's it, fair. I don't think it's fair to Matt Ryan, and I don't think it's logical or reasonable to think that they would like go after like a guy like Rogers. Or like mm-hmm. Wilson, I mean, they're just, Maybe no just trade him for draft picks or something, right? Like that, it, I don't know. They're yeah, not in a but... position to like compete right now, so yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. Especially since they're probably gonna have to get rid of. Calvin I'm gonna Ridley put this here. in the air. If the Broncos don't get Rodgers, I could see them going for Matt Ryan. Maybe not, but I could kind of see. I, I would think they're probably more likely to go through the draft where they're slated. To draft, mm-hmm. what's their what's their draft Broncos? position? Yeah, top ten, I believe. The Broncos oh, have always well, been bad at drafting quarterbacks, though. I feel like, at least with John Elway up there, whoever's been in charge, that's not going to stop them from doing it. <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> How's, am I wrong? <laughs> I say you just look at the misses like Osweiler, Locke, um, <laughs> Paxton Lynch. Oh man. All those guys. That's like, fucking atrocious. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Those uh, are the last three quarterbacks they drafted. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the answer to the Stafford question, though, I think he's probably a Hall of Famer. He plays the hardest position in football. He doesn't have atrocious stats, you know? Like, if Joe Namath is a Hall of Famer, and I think Matt Stafford is a Hall of Famer. That's fair with that logic. Yeah. Like you can't. I feel like the quarterbacks just get more leniency because it's such a hard position to play. And there's not truly not many great quarterbacks, to be honest. Well, I'm trying to think of like quarterbacks that aren't in the Hall of Fame that maybe like could be. I don't know. Mike Vick. So I'm trying to think of like someone to compare him to, to like say if that person's not in, then how like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't think of someone from recent memory. Exactly. That's yeah. Yeah, I just think that there's just no argument to not put him in. Like so, in that case, like I, mm, I feel like there's to... a better quarterback to ask ourselves: Is this guy a Hall of Famer? That's in the league right now. I just don't know who it is. Shit, is Phil Rivers in the Hall of Fame? I was just about to ask that. Yeah, I don't think he's been retired I, long enough I, to like be eligible yet. I mean, he will be a Hall of Famer, right? 
Yeah, will he? he should be. Yeah, I'm. Um, I think so. I mean, in comparison to some of the quarterbacks that are in the Hall of Fame, like let me look. I got him pulled up right here. Like we got Troy Aikman, John Elway, Brett Favre, Jim Kelly, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, Joe Montana. Yeah, I need to hear some of the worst names. You're naming top guys. These are the guys that are on the top. That's what I'm saying. And I'm going yeah, down. Scroll down. Yeah. Dan Fouts, Otto Graham, Bob Dude. Greasy. Old fuckers. Yeah, Warren Moon. There's Joe Namath. Uh, Bart Starr, Fran Tarkenton, Kurt Warner's on here. Steve Young, Bob Waterfield. Yeah, I think I think certainly Philip Rivers gets in, especially when you take into account how long he played. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I think longevity of a guy has says something about him. He certainly didn't have a losing record. Impressive passing yard number. I mean, never won a conference championship, though. Is that his fault? I mean, to a to an extent, yes. Since San Diego, I don't know. I act like some of those San Diego teams back then weren't real good. Not Super Bowl good, clearly. We're going to look back and say, damn, those Cardinals teamers were really good. They're never going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Panthers have had good teams. They never won. So you know what I'm saying? Solid point. All right. Let's, let's, let's stray away from football for a second. Let's talk some college hoops, shall we? Some round ball? Yeah, some round ball. It's time. Uh, we have each – accumulated a list of four teams that we believe personally can make a March Madness run. Now, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go one at a time? Do we want to just go all four at once? What are we doing here? Uh, you decide. I say we go um, – let's do all four at once. Okay. Now, who would like just to go first is all. the next question. Uh, you can start us off, Grant. All right. Uh, disclaimer the order of these teams that I'm listing off is no order of strong to weak these are just four teams that I believe could make a run come March Madness time Uh, let's start with Duke Uh, this is Coach K's last season we have to take that into consideration guys there is magic to be to be said in that, you know what I'm he saying? He might go beast mode. They're yeah. they are playing really good like as of lately. Like they're they're not a bad basketball team by any means. Like they have the pieces to actually make a run. I think like as honestly, as far as like how confident I am that any of these teams go far, I think this team minimum goes to an elite eight. That's just my opinion. Um what's the guy's name? Banchero, Paulo or Paulo Banchero, yeah, yeah, Banchero, yeah. No, he's disgusting. Like, you have this, you you have this superstar name there, and then like, I just feel like they have a solid team around him to where they can make it a make a make a decent run. You know what I'm saying? Not Wendell Moore, yeah, yeah. They got a good team. Um, my next team is Gonzaga. I just feel like one, they're definitely going to get a one seed. Uh, I feel like they always do. So it's kind of like a 
easy gimme pick. They have two L's on the year right now, as far as I'm concerned, and there's Tabama and Duke. Two good teams. Uh, and Gonzaga is tall, deep, and they have like they have eight players at players averaging eight, uh 15 points per game or more on like playing for them right now. So wouldn't be shocked if they were damn near in the final four. Um a team outside of the top 10 that I have written down this is I try to pick a wild card team. Cause you know, there's always going to be a team that's not supposed to be there, like not expected to go as far as they, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I have Illinois written down just because they're I know. Good. Yeah. They're one. They're good. They have a star Kofi uh, Cockburn, 21 and a half points per game, 11 rebounds shooting 60.7%. Uh, not the best defender, but I mean, when you're putting up those numbers in college, offensively, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, he's, he's a beast. Um, he's, a, he's a big, beefy boy. It's kind of hard to hold yeah, down the paint. Exactly. Yeah. And then they have a strong uh, guard course to surround him. And uh, they, they have really impressive wins on the season. They have a hard schedule. Uh, the Big Ten is not. A cupcake schedule by any means. They got teams like uh, let's see, Wisconsin, Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan State, Rutgers is a really low key, sneaky good team. So Illinois is my wild card team. That was, I mean, they were definitely in. I was in between them and a couple of teams, but that's just who I ended up picking. And then my last team is Kentucky. Uh, they're on a. They're hot. <laughs> they've They're got, great. yeah, they've got some impressive wins at Auburn. Uh, that's huge win. Uh, at Kansas, no, they were number five. They're number five of the, right now. I think they're 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 up there. Kansas is yeah. a good basketball team. Yeah, they just uh, drubbed Baylor, who's seven, like by twenty last week. So yeah, Kansas is a damn good team. <laughs> right, and then um, they had an overtime win versus Mississippi State, and Mississippi State isn't like a great team by any means, but I feel like if those in-conference games, like especially when they go to overtime, I feel like it says a lot about a team to be able to like finish in overtime. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. like – because everybody's going to drop a couple games they shouldn't be losing. It's just mm-hmm. college basketball. Uh, I thought that was an impressive win by them. And uh, they've just been strong in conference. And uh, – yeah, those are my teams. Solid list. Solid yeah. list. We've got a few similarities there, I must say. All right. Oh, uh, pass I'll it to go. whoever. Yeah, J- Mims, take I'll go ahead. All right. So I've got four teams, and I've got an honorable mention because it kind of comes with an exception at the end. But um, mine is kind of in order here. So my team that I'm the most confident in is the team that Grant just went over, Kentucky. I think, like Grant said, they're red hot. They have what appears to be might be the best player in the country, and Oscar Deshibwe, who's averaging 16 points and 15 15, a game. Yeah, he's yeah, disgusting. 60%. Percent, yeah. yeah, from the floor. A they got Ty, Ty Washington Jr., who's come on strong here lately. Kellen Grady's a fantastic shooter. Severe Wheeler might be one of the best transfers in the country. Coming from strong Georgia is a team. great point guard. Plays a true point guard spot. He's averaging seven assists, which I don't think people really realize. Seven assists in college basketball is a fucking lot. That's crazy. That's top 
five in the country easily. Yeah, so him doing that is pretty impressive, at least in, like, power five and big-time basketball. And, I mean, it's Kentucky, so they're always deep. I haven't even mentioned Dante Allen, who's a veteran on this team. He's only played 16 games because he's banged up, but he really helps him out defensively. Um, same thing with – what's his name? Toppin. I'm forgetting his first name. But he's really it's good. It's Obi Toppin's little brother. Is it really? That's hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, Davion Mintz. Well, you know he's really nice good. then. Yeah, he's pretty solid. So, Dude, Kentucky is just – Top to bottom is while you're on Kentucky. I hate to interrupt. I just one point I wanted to mention. Uh, I feel like they're due for a run, you know, they haven't been very uh, what's the word? They haven't been their usual selves, it feels like the last yeah, they just haven't been been dominant. dominant. Yeah, yeah, they just haven't been very like there as far as like when it comes to March, they're they just bounce pretty early, it feels like. Like, SEC They're basketball used to be Kentucky and everybody else, and now it feels like everyone else is kind of caught up in the last couple of years, like Alabama and LSU and Auburn and Florida right. to an extent. So, Tennessee. There, yeah, no, there's a lot of good basketball teams today. Yeah. Like, I feel like especially. college basketball is pretty level. It's pretty fun. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good for the sport. For Absolutely. The sport. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think Kentucky's probably the one I'm the most confident in. If I had to pick out of these four teams to make a strong run, but I would follow that up with the number one team in the country right now, Gonzaga. Like Grant said, they've got a cakewalk schedule per usual to the tournament. They're going to be a one seed unless they catastrophically fuck up, they which won't. I just don't see happening. Drew Timmy's averaging 17 and six. He's been a beast defensively, averaging a block as well, 60% from the floor. Uh, Chet Holmgren might be one of the best freshmen in the country, leads the nation in blocks three a game, which is insane. That's on par with Anthony Davis years ago. He's also averaging almost a double-double with 14 points and nine boards. Julian Strother at the guard, Andrew Nimbard, the transfer. Um, Rasir Bolton, they got, like Grant said, they got five guys in double figures every night. A bunch of guys shooting over 30% from three, so they can space the floor out. They're it's well guys. No, I'm looking – it's – no, they have eight guys averaging double-digit minutes. It's five guys' points. Uh, yeah, I noticed that when you said it earlier, but I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say nothing. But yeah, no. <laughs> but they're shooting really well from three, and they have the bigs to really compete with anybody in size. So they're just a mismatch for, I mean, basically everybody in the country except for the, the few halves that have bigs and guards to compete with them, which are mostly on this list. But. Staying on the West Coast, which I will be doing for the remainder of this um, list, we've got Arizona. Um, I've watched a few of their games this year. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I've just been, like, super, super into Arizona basketball. The few games I've seen, they play really well together. They're well coached. They've got a few – they got a big in Christian Coloco who's just seven foot one, like 240 pounds, and come tournament time, that's a problem. Tank. Yeah, like, that. there's not many guys that are seven one in college basketball period. So if you got a good team around a guy like that, and you've also got another guy who's seven foot two sixty coming off the bench and Omar Ballo, like in my opinion, like I said, just size matters a whole lot in the tournament because you'll play teams that don't have a seven footer. And if you've got two, that is going to create issues. Switch them out. Yeah, exactly. And they've got good guard play. I mean, like I said, they're a well-coached team. Their best player actually has been a Dick Mathurin who's averaging 17.6 boards and a steal a game, shooting 37% from three. So the only really drawback from this team is that they're not a great three-point shooting team. So if they get behind, I feel like that could give them problems in the tournament. 
But interesting. If they can pound the paint and catch teams that are undersized, I think they could definitely make a run to the Elite Eight or Final Four, which is something they just I feel have like good matchups. They should be fine. Exactly. And I feel like Arizona's yet to make that run. Like, I feel like they've kind of been like outside of the few years where they were on yeah. the yeah. near that top 10 level, but have yet to really go far in the tournament. So I'm kind of projecting this to be their breakout. This is the year. Yeah. And, um, Move, staying in the Pac-12 again, I'm going to a team that made a run last year, and I expect them to possibly make a run again this year with the transfer they got in and Boogie Ellis. But um, the USC Trojans have Isaiah Mobley, who's averaging 14 and 8. He's shooting 39% from three, which is crazy as a forward. So um, he's been playing really good at blocking a steal a game, three assists. He got Boogie Ellis to transfer, 12 points, three assists, three boards. Shooting all right from three. They got Chavez Goodwin returning, who shout out the 803. Uh, he will be playing forward for them. He's averaging 24 minutes a game and almost giving them 12 points and seven boards a game. They're just, I mean, they've been there before, and I feel like that experience could give them, you know, some type of. They went pretty far last year, right? Yeah, I think they went to the Elite Eight last year. So that's what I'm oh, saying. I feel okay. like that experience in the tournament could maybe guide them through some tough games and possibly, you know, take them into the elite eight realm and then definitely i have an honorable mention because i'm biased as hell but i also think it's super valid lsu could make a good run in this tournament if they're healthy they've been missing their last they've been missing their three point guards the last three weeks they've dropped like six games but they got xavier pinson back and they started winning basketball games again it's crazy what happens when you get a point guard so if that team can get healthy by tournament time, I feel like they could make a run, but I just I don't think they'll be healthy by tournament time. So that's why are I they a lock the for the tournament or are they on the bubble right now? Uh we are projected as a seven seed right now. Okay. We could okay. finish up as like a six seed, possibly. Like we were like, okay. at one point like the number thirteen team in the country, and then we just that's went right. on this crazy losing streak. Yeah. So it should be fine. A little SEC tournament run possibly as well. That's what I'm saying. Get another – catch a win over, like, Tennessee coming up here late in the season. Get another cute one win and, you know, move, maybe get us up to, like, a six or five seed. I'm smelling cap. <laughs> that smelly smell smell. Yeah, but at least it was an honorable mention, so I won't give you too much shit. Yeah, it wasn't another the official list. And we also have – I've talked about mismatches because I think that's a lot of – March Madness is causing mismatches. I think LSU has a big Ah, shut up. No, Tari Eason, he's a <laughs> six foot nine forward that can dribble. Like, there's not many of those in college basketball. So, like, again, if you can draw mismatches, depending on what side of the bracket you're on, I'm not saying it's a lock, but if they draw Yeah, teams- okay. I think everybody should, like, hear us out when we're making these. We like, There's no, like, bracket for us to look at. Like, we don't know who's in and who's out. These teams that we're naming are obviously all in, but, like, we don't know who they'll be facing – there's going to be a bunch of like small schools in that we're going to have to take a look at before come March, before like we make our brackets. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all about the matches, uh, the mismatches as Mims is saying. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. So, so it all, it really all depends on where shit goes. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of mismatches, the Knicks are fucking dragging the nets right now. It is 40 to 21. <laughs> Love that. Love that. All right, Jack, it's your turn. All right, well, it's a little awkward because three of my teams you guys already talked about. Those three teams are Arizona, Kentucky, and Illinois. I think you guys said almost everything I was going to say about all three teams. 
So that leaves me with one team left. And this team's kind of a sleeper, kind of not, since they're ranked in the top ten. But I'm taking Villanova. I love me some Colin Gillespie. And uh, they've been there before, and I just trust them. I feel like they're a Sweet 16 Elite Eight lock with just the experience they have. Sweet 16, yeah. I think I'm always, always one old school Big East but... team that fucking sneaks in there. Mm-hmm. It's Villanova's really just always there. We need to do some studying up on these smaller schools that are going to get definitely, in. Yeah. definitely. I, I mean, the, we're bound to see one of them in the Elite Eight. You know, yeah, it like, to be true. Definitely, it always ha- happens. I right. remember the year George Mason was in the Final Four. <laughs> Good times. I think a take I want to get off right now is we're going to see at least one SEC team in the final four. A take I want to get off right now is I think Auburn's going to lose in the second round. Yeah, none of don't us picked that. Auburn. Yeah, I, I think I don't Auburn. Trust yeah, we just don't trust Auburn. We just it's crazy because I've seen them make runs in the tournament. Before. I trust Kentucky <laughs> yeah. much more than I trust Auburn this year. I agree. I Kentucky's know. the king of the SEC. Auburn has that smelly smell smell. They do. But it's crazy because if you look at the roster, like top to bottom, you look at them, you're like, this team should easily, like, if you look at them, the team and watch them play, they look like the best team in the country. But it's just something about them. They just reek of a a 10-point loss to Stanford in the round of 32. Exactly. Some bullshit's definitely going to go down. With this I'm, team, I'm excited for March. I'm ready to. He's they're they're gonna brackets. bust a lot of brackets. Uh, I'm very excited for March. I think them in Providence. I think a lot of people are gonna see Providence as like a two seed and be like, oh hell yeah, and then they're gonna... <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, just fucking blow it. Oh, uh, they lost to Villanova the other night. Yeah, I saw it. that was a good game. Those fans were going nuts. Yeah, I saw the highlights. All right. Should we talk straight, straight back into football and talk some free agency? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I think how I'm going to do this is just read by position, see what we got here. All right. So the free agents this year, quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, Fitzmagic, Scam Newton, Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, some trade bait quarterbacks we have. Uh, guys that are probably going to be on the move, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. Any names have we heard we want to talk about here? Um, I mean, obviously the quarterbacks. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, y'all. I mean, we all kind of believe he's on the move from the 49ers, right? Oh, he definitely I think he's on is the there, move. He's on the move. Yeah, they're. So working together anyone, to find suitors. So does anyone know the cap hit for his contract next year? It's like something like twenty-seven million, right? That sounds right Do to not. me. Yeah, so that only leaves like a few suitors in general, like the Dolphins, Jags, Bengals, Chargers, Jets, which I think all Football five of the teams, teams. I just listed except for the Dolphins are pretty much set on quarterback right there. The Broncos might trade for him. The Colts potentially they have thirty-five million cap space. Football team. Yeah, that's also valid. Uh, they have 31 million in cap space. The Steelers have 31 million. They're right there it's on the threshold. And then the last team that has cap space them. to do it would be the Chicago Bears. Now, you could argue some teams like the Eagles or the Raiders could clear cap space to do it. But then again, that 
is something else to be talked about. But I think Jimmy G is a quarterback that's definitely going to be on the move. Oh, he's certain, 200. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm just talking about, like, which team – but, like, as far as, like, where he's going to go is kind of, like, up in the air completely. Because I, I think we see Jimmy G in Washington next year. I've seen I've seen reports that they're interested. They can justify can trading a pick for him because the market is kind of weak without Rodgers. And I mean, uh, Sean Watson's up in the air, and Russell Wilson apparently always wants to be traded but never leaves. Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see him in Pittsburgh either. Honestly, seems like a Pittsburgh kind of guy as far as play style. Sadly, yeah. Sadly, y'all um, love him. Another guy whose name stuck out to me, who's a funny, funny name, but will Mitchell will Mitchell Trubisky have a starting job next season? Is it no. is he going to trick anyone? He shouldn't. Right. I mean, if Oops. he doesn't, <laughs> I wouldn't oh. mind it as long as it's not the Steelers, the Saints. I'm seeing are interested. I don't know oh, if we can't literally can't sign anybody right now, so that that's of no concern to me. Um, is Jameis gone? He was on a one-year deal, but like since he blew out his knee, I feel like his value is also shit. So I feel like we could get him back too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jameis is on here. Uh, surprise, Fitzmagic isn't retiring. Uh, he, like should. he should. He should just. I feel like there's there's actually a backup spot open at Buffalo now. I'm sure that's where he'll end up. It'd be a hell of a backup. I mean, that's that's where he belongs, man. He was there come playoff time, shirtless, mm-hmm. and <laughs> currently employed by the commanders. Um, So I definitely think that's like a lock because Trubisky's out in Buffalo. Fitzmagic is out. I think that's probably a swap. Um... Teddy Bridgewater, is he going to be a starter anywhere? Um, If he's going to go anywhere, I could see it being somewhere like the Colts or something. Like, Ooh, I don't see him doing that. I don't, doing, hate that. don't, I don't that see him do- going anywhere like crazy, but that's like the only place I could see him bouncing to. I don't think any of, like many of the teams on here with cap space to do anything are looking for a quarterback, and I think that's like part of the issue here. I would say the Lions, but I feel like that would just be a lateral move for the Lions, going from Goff to Bridgewater. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so where where are our favorites for the big three, Watson, Rodgers, and Wilson? Uh, Watson, a Houston penitentiary. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's probably going to – I think he just stays in Houston until this whole thing just gets figured out. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think anything happens. We'll be. We'll. We'll. We'll mark him down as a TBD. It's just like, are you going to trade for Question someone like, mark. like imagine like if the Michael Vick dog fighting thing came out, but like he didn't go to jail like immediately and they were just trying to trade him. Like, do you think anybody trades for a guy that might go to jail or might have like <laughs> re- irreparable damage Good to your point. franchise? Yeah, it's just not fair to like <laughs> give up three first damage. round picks for that. I think yeah. these teams are like delusional enough to take that chance, though. I just don't oh, know. Oh, absolutely. Football GMs are stupid, but. <laughs> Is it the right choice? No. You think what the are, Finns do it? Did the I, Finns do it? Absolutely. I think they're the one team that I would – they're I think, the only team that I think will do it. What about Wilson, man? 
So I think um, he's fine. I think I think he he's stays. actually really. I, I think this is the year he finally leaves. I think he's actually out. If he goes anywhere, I think they're rebuilding. Where do you think he goes? Chicago, uh, New York, yeah. Philadelphia is what I see. Philly, yeah, I, I see that. Philly, or I could see possibly the Colts. I honestly don't know, dude. Because I think Carson Wentz is done. That's Keep... why I'm just kind of assuming the Colts. Oh yeah, no, I could he's see done. The yeah, they're 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 yeah. about to like cut him or some shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Just keep him the fuck away from the AFC East. That's all I ask. <laughs> all of these guys. Rogers, I think, is a lock to go to Denver. Denver, Green Bay again. The guy. I think he stays. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. All right. Enough about quarterbacks. Let's talk about some running backs, shall we? All right. Free agent running backs. Guys who are free agents. Leonard Fournette. Huge name. Huge name on the market. Uh, James Conner. One of your former baby boys, Jack. Mm. Mm. Cord- Cordell Patterson is, but I saw that they're like, he really wants to go back to Atlanta, obviously. And I saw they're going to give him a bag, right? They, no, I don't think so. I think they're trying to okay. structure like a, like a, basically like a, what's it called? A discount deal. But okay. I think, he likes I think, it there. He gets to play there more. I mean, he had the best year of his career by far there. So I definitely understand the, yeah. the connection to Atlanta. Um, He's their guy now. Sweet feet, white James White, Rashad Penny. Who? How old do y'all think Rashad Penny is? He's probably like twenty-five, but I feel like he's thirty-seven. Same. Okay, I, he's twenty-six years old. He's coming off a six-touchdown, seven hundred fifty-yard season. Like, he's not a bad. He's definitely. <laughs> Tiny. Yeah. I would have I mean, swore he was like 29, 30. Yeah, same. He's 20 <laughs> fucking six. I'm like, what? I thought he was at least 30, 31. That's what I thought. I just, remember when the, I just remember when the Seahawks drafted him, and I was like, that was stupid. In the first round, like the 19th overall pick. They were like, <laughs> yeah, we want the five foot, 880 pound running back. Yeah. And then we have Chase Edmonds. So, that's notable because both James Conner and Chase Edmonds are from Arizona. I assume mm. they bring one of them back. The team's imploding as yeah, well. They are it seems like it is. A dumpster yeah. fire. Who would have thought? Not me, we can talk right? talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, no. Screaming we, that we, forever. We had that smelly smell smell since like week six, didn't you, Grant? I t- dude, I've been telling the people. They're frauds. They're frauds. All right. Um, and then trade pieces – that are probably going to be on the move here running back-wise, Saquon Barkley and Kareem Hunt. Just what – as far as value, what can, what do you think you can get for Saquon? Because I definitely don't – I think a first is completely out of the question, right? Like, no chance. I'd say so. I'd so, say, what are you looking I'd for, say, like two seconds? Like a third no, and a second? two seconds. Yeah, I'd say like a third and a second. I don't know. Like, I don't know who's out here wanting to trade for Saquon. Yeah, but if you're the Giants, that's what your return a second pick round pick and a third round pick on a return for the second overall pick in the draft, not even <laughs> years ago, is pretty bad. Yeah, you ever taken a running back that high? Yeah, I'm about to say drafting. like everybody in the world knew don't like why would you take a running back second overall? 
it will mm, I digress. Uh I'd like to talk about Leonard Fournette. What are we what are, what are we thinking about him? And we're assuming Brady's retired. I I think he's leaving. I'm pretty sure that's like actually happened. Like he's gone. I I don't who needs a running back? Let me put the team I would like to see him on, but I wouldn't Miami. see Miami. I was well them too because they have the cap space. But a team that could use him, and they were really bad in the rushing attack last year, and he would help tremendously. And Grant, you're going to hate this: the Buffalo Bills. They don't have the cap space. Oh, that'd be also, dirty. he probably doesn't like the cold. He's never played in a cold and climate before. You know, Jacksonville, Louisiana, Tampa Bay, but, Miami. He's going to end up in Miami, hundred percent. I could. Oh see wait, that. no, they don't fucking need him. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they have do. Gaskins. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, they, they can definitely use a physical back. Yeah, they need him. I was thinking of Jacksonville for a second. I don't know why. Yeah, no, Jacksonville does not need a running back. Uh, yeah, I think he ends up in Miami. That's my prediction. Where do we think Kareem Hunt goes? I think he gets traded, but I just maybe he goes back to Kansas City. Like shit. Nah, I hope not. <laughs> He said, I hope not. I fucking hope not. Is that the future Patriots running back right there, Grant? Cream Hunt? No. We're locked in with Damien. Damien's our guy. Yeah. Yeah, and Ramondre's good. And we're good on running back. The Cardinals are in the market for a running back, so I could definitely see them swooping up either of Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette as well if they're losing Edmonds and Connor to free agency this year. Um, trying to think of who's needs. I think the Cardinals lose Edmonds. I think the Cardinals keep Connor. Yeah, just because he had all the touchdowns. Yeah, the Texans <laughs> are gonna sign somebody. They're gonna definitely get whether they should or not. No, they have yeah. to. Rex Burkhead is their running back. Oh, you're talking about running back? Yeah, they definitely need a running back. No, they have to. Yeah, so somebody's gonna end up in Houston for a that lot. Sounds like that an sounds abnormal. Like um, yeah, no, I think they're going to get like a big name here. I think they're going to get a guy like. I you think they just throw a fat stack of cash at Fournette and just say, like, come here? <laughs> I mean, it's right. Houston is like literally like Houston. West, Houston so. might be the only team in the NFL that gives up a first for Saquon Barkley. That is facts. Well, the, their picks are Future so bad. Future first. I don't know. Their picks would be so bad. Like, I. <laughs> I don't know. I just think they give give him a chance. I don't know. We'll see. Or Kareem Hunt, maybe. Second yeah, I can see them throwing some second rounders for. I Kareem could definitely Hunt. see Kareem Hunt in Houston. I was just about to say that. Yeah. All right. I don't we know will... what Houston would trade, but yeah, I could see it. Enough. Enough about a useless position. Let's talk <laughs> about a a very very deep wide receiver free agency class. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of names to cover. Are you guys ready for all these names? I'm about to throw you. Let's go. Let's go name by name here with a few of these guys, and then once we get down to like the the le- the lesser names, we'll kind of skip through. All right. Start off with Devonte. Yep, Devonte Adams. He's going back to Green Bay unless Aaron has other ideas. I think that's yeah, set in stone. I, honestly, I think they just run it back in Green Bay. Yeah, so it just seems like if they want to play with each other, that's the easiest way to do it. And I think that's what they want to do. So, All right. Um, what you think, Jack? I agree. 
everything you said. I think that's what's going to happen. If Rodgers is out, I think Adams goes to, like, Vegas or something crazy. Yeah, wherever, Rod- wherever he gets the most money is where I think. Yeah, exactly. Chris Godwin. Rodgers is back. Chris Godwin. He's interesting because coming off the injury yeah. and with the Bucks, like, having he's to so young. kind of go he's find so a quarterback. Good. And he's insane. You gotta yeah. think like he's splitting like he's in a loaded like receiving like he, Gronk fucking isn't OJ Howard on that team? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good receiving tight end. Uh, fucking Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and Rojo Leonard got Fournette. targets too. Yeah, so fucking Rojo. Scotty Miller. Yeah, Cyril Grayson. Just a bunch <laughs> of guys. Grayson. I think Chris Godwin could go somewhere and be a wide receiver one with ease. I just don't I could, know where he ends up. I mean, I could think of a team that would really love him, but they just don't have the cap space. But, hey, CG, if you want to come take a pay cut to come be on the Saints, we'd uh, love to have you. Nah, he should come be a Patriot. I want all. I want a lot of these games. Uh, I want one, I one wide receiver, please. Or bring Chandler uh, Jones back. I heard Pittsburgh's going to pair up Malik Willis and Chris Godwin. That's just what I heard. You heard Pittsburgh is? <laughs> yeah. That's the worst <laughs> word on the street? <laughs> I heard we're drafting Malik Willis. Now that Juju's we're finally Chris out, Godwin. got rid of TikTok yeah. guy. Yeah, we're swapping him for Godwin. Yeah, they want a guy who's serious about football. <laughs> Not his social media status. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Godwin, please come to New England. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to the third. Back to L.A. You think so? Yeah. How about you, Ben? I think he's back to L.A. too. I think that's part of the reason. Do they want him off the ACL tear? They're just like, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I he really – I mean, when Robert Woods went out, he was – really helped that offense tremendously by being their wide receiver too. I mean, we saw the difference in that offense when he was out of the game in the Super Bowl compared to when he was in. So hot take. I think he's out. I think that they just don't give him enough. He goes to New Orleans or New England. I wouldn't really be happy if he came. Uh Mike Williams. Um, I don't know why, but I think he's gone. I think he chases a bag somewhere to some shitty yeah. team. Yeah. I see him mm-hmm. in Vegas. Vegas Ooh. likes Clemson guys. I could see him definitely being um, like the top receiver for like the fucking Jaguars next year or something yeah. stupid. Yeah, I see him going to. I don't see him. Actually, you know, I see him definitely being a Dolphins guy because they have Waddle and then like who else a receiver? They have Gasecki, but he is also, also a free agent. Yeah, yeah so uh, I can definitely see them going for a big body guy like Mike Williams. Yeah, they have the cap space, and if he yeah. goes and chases a bag, then isn't Will Fuller a Dolphin? I mean, he's probably doing PEDs if he is a Dolphin. So that's six Will, games ahead. Will Fuller is also on the move anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, uh, Jack's baby boy, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's, he's going gone. TikTok. Yeah, he's gone. Where's he going? TikTok. Dow- Dallas or Kansas City. Oh, please go to Dallas, Juju. It would be so, so much perfect. easier to hate you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that so much. All right. Um, or Kansas City to go dance with Jackson Mahomes every Sunday. One of the two. 
right. Oh God. After this, this I'm gonna this be awesome. I'm gonna I'm I'm start spewing out names here. All right. A- Allen Robinson, Christian Kirk, DJ Chark, Alan Lazard, uh, Will Fuller, Cortland Sutton, Michael Gallup, Robbie Anderson. There are three names on there that really stick out to me: DJ Chark, Michael Gallup, and Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I think you're sleeping on Alan Lazard, man. I think he's fine, but I think only Packers fans or like only Packers see his value and they'll just keep him. I, yeah, I think he goes back. Okay. Okay. I think Shark is a really kind of rare deep threat in the fact he's like six four and like runs a four three and he's never really had great quarterback play his entire career and has still managed to have be a somewhat pretty solid receiver. Michael Gallup has been receiver three his entire career and has still managed to have pretty notable games. And then Cortland Sutton, I feel like is only what, like 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just betting on youth there. Yeah. I was going to say betting on youth there and also the same thing I just brought up with shark. He's never, I would like to see him go back because it sounds like they're going to get a big name quarterback. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see how good he really is playing for somebody mm -hmm. that's top tier. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I'm also Not interested to see where uh, Allen Robinson ends up. Yeah, because I feel like he's a good receiver just stuck on the Been Bears. Shit on, yeah, and before that is fucking Jaguars. Another guy who's never had – been a great receiver, just never had great quarterback play, you know? Yeah. And I think he leaves. He should leave. Yeah, he should leave. I don't think they're interested in bringing him back. I think he's going to want too much money in there and like total, like, I won't say rebuild mode, but they just got a new coach. They got a new quarterback. They're kind of, I mean, he didn't do things. shit for them this season. I don't know why. Like, it just doesn't seem like a good fit for either, either side. Yeah. It just seems like they need a total reset. Both, both sides. Um, and then trade bait pieces. Mr. Michael Thomas. I think Mar- he's staying. Well, that's ridiculous. Michael, uh, excuse me, Amari Cooper, who would save Dallas $16 million if they move him. Christ. Uh, Julio Jones saves Tennessee 9.5 and maybe more if they move him uh, before a certain date. Juice Landry would save the Browns $15.1 million. I feel like they have to do that. Uh, and then Tyler Higby is probably on the move as well. $6.2 million he clears up. See, I feel like if he's on the move and the Rams bring him back – or bring Odell back, sorry, I should have said that. Yeah, I guess you're right. But what do we think about these other guys? Three big names right there I think are probably all on the move. If not – maybe not Julio. I think Julio's – yeah, I mean, just Julio in general, because I feel like the no, – I don't know many people that would trade for him. Jarvis Landry, I feel like, could definitely be an interesting trade piece for the same teams we keep mentioning. I know me and Grant keep mentioning it, New England and New Orleans, <laughs> or probably the two teams in, like, the most desperate need of help at receiver. For that well, much so. in, for that much money, I'm not interested. We don't have the cap space to do it, period, so it's not like it's a choice for us. But, yeah, no, if we could get it – if we could get them to, like, buy him out or something – or I don't know if you can do that in the NFL. I know you can do it in basketball. That would be great. And Amari Cooper. 
I don't think they trade him. I just I don't think they trade him. I think they have to, bro. I could see him being a Philadelphia Eagle. Wow. Well, okay. I think that they should trade. They should bring Gallup back and trade Coop. Here's my argument for why I could see him being a Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have the three first round picks. They would be so quick. Like since the whole Rager thing, and they've been crapped on for not having a receiver for so long. They don't have anything at receiver, dude. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, I think they would be real quick to give up a first round pick since they have three of them to get a a solidified product in Amari Cooper. Yeah, Jalen Rager's for winning. I like it. That's interesting. I like that take. The only question there, though, is is do they make that trade interdivision? That's like the only thing holding that. Yeah, back. yeah, that's that's fair. That that's why I was surprised. It's just because they're they're rivals. That'd be yeah. a, that'd be a big one. Oh yeah, it, it's kind of like whenever uh, the Eagles signed Demarco Murray, whenever the Cowboys didn't, uh-huh. and then he just sucked in, <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> Oh man, do we think Zach Ertz moves or do we think he stays? He's a free agent. I just don't think he moves the needle for anyone anymore. Yeah, he's not. He's not that guy anymore. I mean, he's so got to he go move. somewhere. He's not going to be unemployed. I th- yeah, I think he'll move. Yeah, I think he moves. Don't know where. Somewhere fuck random. Gaseki is a huge name. I think he deserves a bag. I think he's very underrated. Like, if Austin Hooper got a bag from the Browns, I don't (laughs) see why Mike Gusecki doesn't get a bag from somebody because he was a huge part of that Miami offensive season. Well, who's paying? Somebody will. Packers? Somebody, I promise you, somebody will give him a bag. Packers Packers. down there in cap space like us. The the team. Tanya's been good for the Packers, though. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya's not leaving. So. Maybe a team like the Carolina Panthers. Tommy Tremble. Possibly. No, they do have Tremble. I forgot about that. Hmm. I don't know. That's a that that's just an interesting name. I think to look at. Philly? Yeah. Not, excuse me, not Philly. Who does Pittsburgh have a tight end right now? Muth. Ew. Fryermuth. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I definitely could see y'all signing Mike Gesicki because I know you. Did y'all draft good, him? Really I like. Early. Like second yeah, round. I like. He he got really good at the end of the year, so I'm not like I wasn't mad at our pick when when we drafted him at first. I was like, "What the fuck?" Who do the Bears but, have? Um, um the Comet. Yeah, yeah. Komet, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Bengals make a splash. I know they like Uzama. Well, Arizona has Ertz, so yeah, maybe Arizona. If he leaves, that'd be dirty. Arizona doesn't have the cap. I'm looking at it. Oh, I mean, they could make the cap. They're only the 800,000 below. The Jets, oh, the the Jets the is just a wasteland. They do got the cap, though. The Jets have a ton of cap. If they, I feel like the moves. Jets, if they, if the Jets wanted to be serious this year, like if they really wanted to go balls to the wall and try and make something with Zach Wilson, they could do it with the cap space they had this year. If they're serious, they have a good team. I'm not gonna lie. They have, not, yeah, so I'm saying they have a solid offensive line and Beckton and a few others. They've got a couple good skill position players, and Wilson improved throughout the year. Granted, he looked like shit to start, so it's hard to get worse. But it's a joke. Don't get yeah, no. They have good defense though. So I, 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 as much as I like to clown on the Jets, I do have a good team. It's just 
I can't I can't take them seriously. Like I said, if they spend this forty eight million correctly this offseason, they could be a way better team than you would think. We will see. All right, let's talk about some defensive free agents, and then we'll move on. Chandler Jones, Vaughn Miller, Jadavion Clowney, Akeem Nick, Akeem Hicks, Calais Campbell, the Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, Stephon Gilmore, Jesse Bates, J.C. Jackson. Y'all brought Marshawn Lattimore back, correct? Yeah, he got re-signed in the middle of the year. Okay, uh, Marcus Williams, Carlton Davis, and Marcus May. I mean, a I lot think, of interesting names. I think the four best names you listed, they're all in the secondary too. So, really interesting as far as who goes where. I'm trying what to we think, think about Chandler Jones? I think he gets a vet deal somewhere. I would like love to see him come back to New England. <laughs> would love that. He's definitely leaving. I hope not. I would yeah, love I to see him out of there. I would love to see him come back. Uh, Gilmore, I believe, is actually on the move again, which is funny. What about J.C. Jackson? I don't think we're paying him, man. I don't know why. That's I don't, ridiculous. I don't know why. If you're not paying him, then what was the point of trading Gilmore? Exactly. Yeah. Don't fucking ask me questions like that, Mims. Don't do that. <laughs> Oh, man, that's an odd thing. I could see Gilmore. I think Gilmore goes ring chasing. I think he signs a small deal with the Chiefs. I like that. I like that I like a lot. That. Let's see it. What, what, what do we think about Jadavion? I think he's out of Cleveland. He gets like a veteran deal somewhere. I could see him in Baltimore. Oh. Jadavion, come to New England. Let's just build a defensive fucking mat. Like, let's just let's just go balls to the wall here. Um, Jesse Bates. I feel like he's they have back to Bates. Yeah, he he's like the best back. player on that defense outside of Trey Hendrickson. I think he's a, a lock to come back. Will the Saints pay Marcus Williams? If we fucking can, I know we want to. <laughs> we just are seventy five million under the cap right now. Shit. Yeah, y'all are. <laughs> Joke. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm literally looking at it right now. We're 75 million under the cap, yeah. <laughs> or over the cap. Excuse me. So A dumpster fire over there. Shit, quarterback, dude. Jesus. Um, what about the honey badger? He's he's uh, definitely stands. leaving. I think he's Oof. definitely gone. I think he's definitely gone. I think he's leaving because I don't think Kansas. City I think they're blowing up. Like yeah. Oh no 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 no! I, I was thinking he's still in Arizona. Excuse me. Yeah, I think he is leaving though. I don't. I don't. I think. I, I think he's tired Interesting. of it. I don't know okay. where he'd end up. He should come to New England. <laughs> this, this is just all just Grant trying to pitch these guys. Yeah, to let's come to not. New England. Don't don't go to New England. Let's we don't not do that. Every got, single name we list, they should come that. to New England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got McCordy and Duggar. We we don't got no room for you, pal. You would put him at slot, and you would love him, nickel. Basically, he plays over there, anyways. Yeah, we just replaced one one LSU safety with another playing corner in Jalen Mills for Tyron Matthew. You would be happy with that trade. I would be so happy. All right, I could see Tyron Matthew being either a Bronco or a Colt because I think he's wanting to get paid. I could definitely see that too. All right. 
let's move on. Should we give out our awards or do we want to talk about UFC? We want to talk about some USFL. What do we want to do next? Let's do the awards first since we're still in the NFL right now. All right, let's wrap up this NFL combo. Actually, no, we still got something else for us later. Um, all right, so we're giving out our NFL awards, the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, all that shabazz. And then we added our breakout player, our fall-off player, and then our meme player. So that's what we're about to do. How do we want we want to – I think we should go one award at a time. I like I it. Valid. All right. Who's your MVP, Jack? Um, I'm taking Cooper Cup. I think he was like, I don't get why this isn't talked about more. Like he should have been the MVP, even though Rogers is my guy and Rogers just like did everything perfectly. I just think Cooper Cup's like season was so good that you ha- you have to give him the MVP. He did so much. I don't know. If, do you guys disagree with that? No, he's also my MVP. Yeah, I was about to say, I think he's right here. Yeah, so it seems like he's the exclusive podcast unanimous MVP then. Congratulations, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Oh, man. Exclusive what an podcast. Award. podcast. This is bigger than his Super Bowl MVP award. Yeah, no, unanimous. Oh, my. First ever unanimous selection. All right. Now, this is what a things, guy. What a Chad. This is where things get a little bit more interesting. Offensive player of the year. I got Tom Brady. Who do you have, Jack? Because the answer is Tom Brady. Am I allowed to pick Cup or no? Should I switch it up? (laughs) 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 He was that good? You want to give him both? Yeah. He did it all. I mean, shit. I'm going to Rodgers then. I I don't get your Brady arguments. He goes better 5, in every single 000, category. 316 yards. He averaged seven and a half yards an attempt. He had more touchdowns. One seed in NFC. Barely through picks. What did Rodgers do wrong? 43 I'm just, Am I missing touchdowns? something? He lost 38-3 to three to the Saints week one. That was pretty bad. He wasn't trying. Also, Brady got slapped by the Saints, too. Yeah. Isn't that pretty convenient how all of our the MVPs get dicked by the Saints? <laughs> nah, Tom Brady is the offensive player of the year. It should be unanimous. Nah. But we, ha- we have a we nah. have a we have a wrong nah. voter and within the pod. You guys are just haters, sadly. People just let their emotions get in the way. Rogers. All right, let's get our unanimouses out of the way. R- rookie of the year, defensive, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Michael Parsons is unanimous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's the only like unanimous one we got left. I don't think so. Defensive player of the year. Who do you guys got? I got TJ Watt. I think TJ Jack Watt. Does too. TJ yeah. Watt. Yeah. Okay. TJ Watt, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. TJ Watt had 48 fucking tackles solo and 22 and a half sacks, five forged fumbles. Insane season. What an absolute meathead. Ooh, yeah, no, fucking he's... love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's your favorite baby <laughs> boy. I know you got a jersey. You have to. I actually don't. I need to get one this before next season, though. All right, guys. You hear that? So what y'all need to do is subscribe so we can get Jack a jersey for next yeah. season. Hashtag 
Hashtag get Jack a TJ Watt jersey. Yeah, I, I need one. Yeah, I have a fucking Juju one. jersey. I need to get one. No. You wasted your hard-earned <laughs> monies on a Juju this jersey. Was, dude, this was before, this was after his rookie season. You can't tell me that he wasn't pretty All fucking right. dope. I guess. His rookie, his rookie season was awesome. You need to replace that you, with the TJ Watt jersey. That's all I know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I just right. got booed. <laughs> yeah, no, that was bad. Okay, offensive oh, rookie man. of the year, <laughs> Chase. Yeah, I'm gonna say unanimously, Jamar Chase. Mac Jones. No, uh, I gotta no. give it to my guy. I got. You're such a bastard because you know good and well he doesn't it's deserve so it in any yeah. way over Here. Jamar Chase at all, other than it's he so plays biased. for the fucking Patriots. <laughs> Hear me out. You would never pick Mac Jones if he wasn't a Patriot. Yeah, exactly. Hear me out. Hear me out. Damn it. Hear me out. He's my pick, first of all. So he's Jamar Chase is not unanimous. I want that on the record. Second of all, Mac Mac Jones replaced a former MVP in Cam Newton. Okay. Oh God! Oh my God! Don't okay, he, he had With all the Cam Newton slander you have bestowed upon everyone the last year. <laughs> don't go with this former MVP. Stop! Cam stop! Newton. Stop! Oh, former MVP Cam Newton. He had a big oh, shoes goodness. to fill. Oh, he improved no, the record. Didn't. Put his no, back in the playoffs. People are taking us shit. seriously again because of Mac Jones and and, and do shit. Yeah, the he went from Alabama serious. to New England and transitioned seemingly. You put you put Mac Jones on the Jags, they're going two and fourteen. Like you He's put anyone better. You no, put a, no, no. You put a no, lot. I don't want to hear it. The he, nope, nope, he threw, they're he gonna threw, thrive. Nope, nope, nope. I don't want to hear it. Mac Jones, offensive rookie of the year from me. All right, Bozo. All right. Yeah, that's a biased take. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's the right wanna, take. Whatever helps you sleep at night. It it will actually help me sleep a lot better. Okay, who is y'all's breakout player of the year? This is where I think everything gets interesting. I think this should be unanimous to me. I I got Debo. I got Patterson. Nah, Debo. Nah, because Debo was still good last year. He's been Patterson's hurt, like, a great pick. I'm not. I'm not hating the Debo pick. I just think that like. He's young, so you expect him to like make that next step. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, comparison to years past, like, I mean, 2019, 57 catches, 800 yards, fine rookie year. Year before, he was hurt with 33 catches and 390 yards. And now we explode up to a 1,700 yard total season with 14 total touchdowns. I think that's a, a breakout year. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. He's, like, 23. Well, so I, I'm not – no, no, I think it's a good pick. I just to – say, to say it's unanimous is wrong. So, I don't even I, – I don't have the same pick as you. I have Kendrick Bourne. Um, should I should I expand on that, or does anybody else want to talk about – okay. Uh, Kendrick Bourne came from – is his first year in New England. He came from San Francisco – all right, I'm just going to read you the stats in comparison just to show the growth. Uh, he played two more games than he did last year. He had about six more receptions than he did in San Francisco, but he had four less targets. And he also had almost 200 more yards. And that that's fucking insane to me. Uh, he averaged 14 and a half per reception. And he had five touchdowns. 
He's a huge part of our offense. Um, he went from like a fringe, like wide receiver three to four on San Francisco. Just didn't seem like a guy that you could have rostered like as a, even a three and be taken very seriously. And he's uh, like, honestly, debatably our wide receiver one. And yeah, I just think he took a huge leap as far as like, talent performance yeah i mean just i said i feel like i heard his name a lot more this year than i ever had just in comparison i mean obviously i'd fucking with knowing we, you but yeah like when, we, when we when we paid him everybody was like well that was fucking dumb but i mean he just what he's just been amazing for us billy bean saw the vision that's all it was right <laughs> This is what happened. Bill Belichick saw like three plays on film one day, like going over the 49ers and was like, I could do so much with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He saw the vision. I like the pick. I like the pick, Grant, even though it's a Patriot. I like the pick. I, I feel like Kinda it was an easy pick him. for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just because I watched him all season and I didn't know like what I was going to get from him coming into the season. And I was mm-hmm. – to say I was uh, – overwhelmed and satisfied be an understatement see i feel like what you got from kendrick Vaughn was what i was expecting from marquez Callaway. exactly literally exactly (laughs) exactly not expecting much but expecting a little all right now who do we have for fall off players um Mine's kind of interesting because he, he was having a pretty damn good year till an incident, but I got Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> because he'll never play in the league again, and that's a pretty drastic fall off in my opinion. I like it. It's a very valid pick. Can't argue with that. <laughs> uh, you guys might disagree with my pick because he's, like, not bad at football. He's just had a significant drop-off. And that guy is Allen Robinson. Like, you couldn't even start him in fantasy this year. Oh, no, it was I mean, bad. He, it was debatable one if you could have him rostered. Yeah. He was a damn free agent. It was, it was bad. He fell off hard. Save. Definitely not taking him in fantasy if he's a bear next year. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't, I didn't regard this. I knew better the past three years not to touch him since he was on the Chicago Bears. But, yeah, now I'll definitely not draft him. Agreed. Great pick. All right, my pick is kind of out of the water, but I feel like we need to shine some light on this dude. This is not about stats at all. Stats has nothing to do with falling off here. This is a case of falling off in terms of respect and where this guy is tiered at his position. And that guy is Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) You can't tell me last year, after last year's season, like when they made that little run, that people were looking at Rotten Tannehill like like a. He a, was not the uh, he was not the upper tier, but he was on the fringe. No, he was like dude, the next he was, guy you I would say gotten. if there's an S, there's an A S B tier. He's like A minus B plus. Like he he was there, and now. Yeah. He, you can't, you can't, like, he's the problem. He is, like, literally the <laughs> problem. Like, and now he's a joke. You wouldn't pay that guy a dime to come quarterback for your team because he doesn't show up when it fucking counts. And I, I, I just, like, I, it needs to be talked about. Like, he is literally, like, I can't, like, 
kind of like with the Bengals, it's such an obvious issue with, with where the problem lies. That is literally the fucking problem is Ryan Tannehill. But How many times like, did Joe Burrow get sacked in one game against Tennessee? Nine. Nine. Nine fucking times. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane. They had a week to and prepare as well. <laughs> That's because of Ryan Tannehill. And I feel like that's three, three picks. He had the one bad one, the one that was just a great play, the tip up, and then he oh, had yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the choke at the very the end. Choke. I about said the yeah. tip up pick, I don't give him too much flack for. Yeah. Me. So let's say you had two play, plays, but the, the one still at the not end, good. Yeah. Still not it, good in a fucking like, divisional round. I feel like nobody was taking game. them seriously as a one seed this year either because Literally of Ryan just because of Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. They like, reminded and me that, of the that wasn't podcast. the case last year. That wasn't the case last year. So he's he's my fallout player of the year. They kind of reminded me of the Utah Jazz of the NFL in the sense like they were the one seed and they had like the record right. to back it up. That's and everybody was just comp. like, nah. You know what I mean? Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Who do we got for meme player of the year? <laughs> uh, Eli Apple. Rest in peace, so <laughs> fucking moron. God, you go and shit on my team, and then you go and cost one of my favorite players a Super Bowl. So double fuck you. You deserve all that. And he shit on, on the city of New Orleans, Mims. He has a vendetta out for you. He's <laughs> like, I'd like the like the Twitter account tweeted out. Some dude in a shack in New Orleans <laughs> was stabbing a chicken doll and sacrificed a goat to the voodoo lord, and that's why Eli Apple gave up that game winning touchdown. I believe it. Is that guy in the basement you? <laughs> yes, it's me with like a fucking chicken bone sticking through my nose and like gauges in my ear. And I've got like shark tooth necklace around my neck. Oh, I'm shaking maracas with like burning sage with like a mural of Joe Barton. I have too good of a visual of that in my head. <laughs> it's not I'm okay. like a straw skirt. All right, that's enough of that. Stop it. All right. Eli Apple, <laughs> me and player of the year for Mims. Congratulations. Good job, Eli Apple. Yeah, I'll make sure to send you your coffee mug. What you no. got for what you got for us, Jack? Sam fucking Darnold. That guy Great sucks pick. at football. Yeah, Great it pick. was so funny because he had all the Panthers fans saying like like, oh, in a good system, he'll thrive. But anyone with two eyes fucking knew he just sucks at football. And then they were 3-0 and out the first three weeks. They're like, oh, we could uh, – we're going to go – we might have a sneaky run in the playoffs. And then they just fucking died. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And now he's the most hated man in Charlotte. I feel like the three sucks. were some of the first people. Like, I, I feel like the Darnold trade was so obviously bad to it's everyone so outside of Carolina obvious, fans. Bro. And they were just like, so like, oh, this is going to be great. And we're like the only people. They were. were like, he'll, he'll thrive in our system. What system? Do y'all want to know something? Have a system. Do y'all want to know something? Yeah. My meme player of the year is the entire Fucking Panthers organization and fan base. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> they disgust me. They are mean. <laughs> they cannot be taken seriously. They oh, strive man. for mediocrity. They are a joke. They cannot know. <laughs> if you are a Panthers fan, you are you no. need to switch you need up. help. You need no you need it, mental you're, you're help. You're wasting your time. 
congratulations, Panther. All of you, if you're a Panthers fan, I owe you, I owe you one, you know, because you're, you brought much joy and laughter to my, to my football season this year. Just watching you all have such high expectations for fucking Sam Darnold. Then you brought back Cam and he made that cool. You didn't even give Joe Joe Brady a full season. You didn't give him a fair chance because you gave him a fucking year. I gave him two years. Whatever. Yeah. He had Sam Darnold. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck all. Fuck all else, man. Y'all are a joke. Congratulations. You you really deserve this. Like, I don't think they'll ever make it to a Super Bowl again in our lifetime. We'll all be dead. If they do, they'll fucking lose it per usual. Yeah. Nothing new. Nothing new. No. Fuck no, they're not losing. No. No. All right. <sighs> I had to get that off my chest. All right. <laughs> you about to say you got a lot of pent up frustration there. I just fuck, dude. I just wish they understood. All right, we have some some big news. Football is not over. Football mm. is not over. We have it's just taking a slight break. No, it's not taking a slight break at all. I guess it is like this little duration we're in right now, but it's gonna be back very very soon because we have the USFL. And Let's fuck burr, 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 burr. yeah, no, this burr, burr, burr. is big, big news, big news, big news. It feels like every year we get a new ridiculous league and we just keep, keep the, uh, we get to keep picking teams, our favorite teams. And I have come here with a list of all eight teams. There's only eight teams in this league and we're all going to pick our favorite team. We're all going to declare our, our fandom for, our favorite USFL team on the pod. Do these teams have rosters yet? Like, do they have a sign? No, they, they, they're, they're having a draft. This is fantastic. When is said draft? So, yeah. So we don't even know what team (laughs) is going to be the best team. Yeah. Like we, we don't know what players on our team yet. We're picking our favorite team before they even have the teams put together. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. I don't know when the draft is. Solely off name and logo. Like that's that's literally February 22nd. Fantastic. That's like what? Yeah, like that's a week the from day now. that Donda two drops, man. Oh my! Oh my goodness! What a day. Oh my! Huge oh my day. goodness! Huge day. <laughs> two 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 two. Huge day oh for the world. Goodness. All right, let's get it started. The first team I have listed here is the Michigan Panthers. Okay. The second so team with the New Jersey Generals. Mm. The Pittsburgh Maulers. Mm. The Houston Gamblers. Mm, strong name there. The Tampa Bay Bandits. Shout out the old USFL, former head coach Steve Spurrier of the Tampa Bay Bandits in the 90s. The Philadelphia Stars. I like that name. The Birmingham Stallions. <laughs> Boo. And the what? New Orleans Breakers. Yeah. That's the right one. All right. We're declaring our teams right now. I will go first. Let's I, as of today, February 16, 2022, am now a Houston Gamblers fan. Hell yeah. 
I know the gamblers fan base. It was, it was grandpa. always, it was always the gamblers. There was always the gamblers. It was always the gamblers. <laughs> you bring a championship pedigree from the Patriots franchise. I mean, it's an exciting addition for them. I'm sure. Yeah, no, it, it couldn't, couldn't be happier of where I am. Uh, it's, it's Houston gamblers. That's my team. Nice. What you, what, what's your selection here, Mims? I think it's pretty obvious. We gotta, we gotta stick with the. Uh, the boot, baby. It's uh, the New Orleans Breakers. Probably the, the, the worst, worst logo. But the worst <laughs> logo. You got to rock with the hometown oh, squad. If I were to pick off logo alone. Here, let me pull up the logos now that you mention it. Let me, let me get a visual for us, our yes, YouTube for, listeners. For the, for the folks at home or car or where, work, wherever you may be. Listening to this fine audio podcast. But I would have to say the strongest, the gamblers have a damn strong logo. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Now I got it right here. Oh, yeah. Look at that fucking Houston Gamblers logo, man. Your camera cut on, but you didn't share the screen, by the way. Oh, sorry about that. That shit's dirty. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to lie. I think the Generals might have the best logo. Them are the bandits. Dude, nah. Look at that Gamblers logo, bro. That G with the fucking Texas, dude. That is clean. <laughs> That's hard. That That's no hard. cap. I, I'm dead ass going to buy some apparel with that, that logo. A jersey. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I don't know about a jersey. But I'm going to get something. Yeah, it's, it's a little too much. You should get like a coaster. Or a hoodie or a hat. Houston no, Gamblers no, no. coaster. I'm going to get like a, a hoodie, bro, because that shit is tough, my boy. And it's a G. My name is Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was always the Houston Gamblers. It was always the Houston Gamblers. Are you kidding me? Look at this shit. This is awesome. I'm so satisfied. I can't wait. Can't wait. What What do you got for me, Jack? Um, I'm going with the Michigan Panthers because the streets are telling me that Jeff Fisher, NFL legend, is going to be their coach. What? what? I'm pretty old sure school NFL. Birmingham. Though, so. I thought he was the Birmingham Stallions coach. I did some research. Apparently, he's taking his talents to Michigan. Oh, no. He's going to Michigan, eh? Uh, mm-hmm. Also, after taking further uh, gander at logos, I am changing my allegiance to the Tampa Bay Bandits. Okay. So, you're oh, a Bandits man. fan, I, huh? A- yes, sir. The Tampa Bay Bandits. You switching up on New Orleans. Hey, man. I, just, I got a good look at the logos. It's a weak logo, bro, and that's a lot. That has a lot to do with the Tampa Bay Bandits' fantastic logo. And when you're you're trying to bring in a crowd here, Tampa Bay needs some rowdiness. They need a New Orleans fan to come in there and be rowdy for them, show them what's up. So, Tampa Bay Bandits, I'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah I think I'm sorry, Jack Pittsburgh is, Maulers, but yeah, uh, Jack is pledging his allegiance Jeff to Fisher. Jeff Fisher, not as much the the team. It's it's the coach. <laughs> Is Jeff Fisher yeah. the person you want to pledge your allegiance to? Like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What kind of question was that? For what? I reason? wish he was going to the. He's just a beast. He's a fucking tank. 
Do What's we need to pull up a picture about? of Jeff Fisher like, for you to look at, man? He looks like Nick Offerman if he was like an NFL head coach. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. Let's Ron Swanson. Let me give you a visual of what we're to... working with here. I think my favorite brand, I'm going to stick with the Michigan Panthers, but I think my favorite brand is the Birmingham Stallions. What a team name. Dude. Look at this guy. Look at him. Look at this guy. <laughs> you kidding me? Alpha of all alphas. And then as a grown man, look, oh, look at that stash. Dude, I... Do you think he's ever like changed? Like, how, when do you think he, he's like first grew that stash out? And uh, you think well, here he like, is when he was sixteen. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> probably fucking five. I don't know. Do you think there's a picture of Jeff Fisher <laughs> without womb. a mustache? Jeff Fisher as a child. That's a cursed image. There's no pictures of baby Jeff. This is the youngest picture that we have on record of Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher only has a mustache. This is this is the this is the cover of our podcast. For sure. No, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and save it. This is the cover. Jesus, that is gonna keep me up at night. Imagine that peak three window. Look at oh my. Yeah, man. What kind of question were you asking, man? Look at that guy. One second. All right. I th- all right, oh, so we've Michigan all pledged Panthers. our allegiance. Yeah, it was no question no, for Jack. It was, it, was a, just... it, w- it was always Jeff Fisher. <laughs> it was never a question. All right. <laughs> so our team, uh, the official teams of the exclusive podcast podcast are as follows. Jack, Michigan Panthers. Me, Houston Gamblers. Duh. And Mims is a Tampa Bay Bandits fan, which is pretty – they got a strong logo. I'll give it to them, I guess. The Panthers have Jeff Fisher. I mean, I'm a, I am a gambling man myself. The logo is a G. This is just everything I could ask for as far as a football franchise goes. Perfect. All right. Moving on. What do, what do we have next? We have, I believe, the only thing we have left is our exclusive five or nine. Uh, sorry, I had some technical difficulties. I'm back now. My technical difficulties. I mean, my mic died. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're we're we have arrived to the exclusive nine. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Uh, so the exclusive nine this week is. The best free agents in the NFL. So you just got to pick. And how I'm kind of basing this is like salary cap is of no issue. We all three have allegiances to different teams. So you pick the three free agents you would like to add to your team. So Jack, you're the Steelers. Grant, you're the Patriots. And I am clearly the Saints. So. All right. I want to go last. (laughs) Okay. Uh I'll Five. take first this time. All right. Or did you? Did I, get I haven't first gone first time? yet, so I'll go okay, first. Okay, you can uh, take it. All right. So the Saints' number one priority, and a lot of people are going to say quarterback, and I think that's viable. But last year, I think Jameis Winston can do fine with us. So I think, you know, we bring him back. But at receiver, I would love 
if salary cap was of no issue, Devontae Adams, duh. But realistically, I'm going to have to take Odell Beckham. Homer pick. A homer pick, but it would be a trip. Like, he's the perfect, like, realistic pick. Like, obviously, if I we had no cap space and, like, it was supposed to be, like, you know, no cap space turned off, like, in Madden, I would take Devontae Adams. But that's so far out of the realm of possibility. All right, all right. Jack, all right. What, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers picking up here? Well, like Mim said, I'd love Devontae Adams, but do I got to be realistic here? You don't have to. Like, imagine salary caps turned off in Madden, but, mm-hmm. like, we're so far out of the cap space, I'm not even entertaining it. But, like, for y'all, it's a little okay. more viable. <laughs> like, okay. Well, if I, I won't take Adams. I'll take Godwin, even though it's, it's a little less unrealistic, but still very unrealistic. So, I'm going to take Godwin. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Uh, my pick. I would love to bring JC Jackson back. That is very solid. I can understand that. Uh, there's not much else to say. I mean, look at what the man did for us. One of my favorite Patriots on roster currently. Uh, yeah. If we don't bring J.C. Jackson back, I might cry. <laughs> so, Do you think if he made an all-pro team, he would already be re-signed right now? Uh, I don't, I don't know because we would have already had to. We would have had to pay him a lot more money in that case. Valid. So, like, I don't really know what the holdup is. I don't know what the thought process is, and not signing him back immediately, but. Um, yeah, my next pick, I think I'm going to go defense again, because I think if this team wants to win a Super Bowl, our best chance is going to be loading up on defense and just becoming a powerhouse. And with that being said, I think the player that would probably benefit us most would be Chandler, bringing Chandler Jones back, man. Uh, he's coming off a really good season. He did get busted for PEDs, but, I mean, like, he's going to play football again. He's still pretty fucking good. Do you think the Patriots won't look past PED accusations? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, we, I mean, he's a former Patriots, one ring with us. Um, What else is there to say? Um, He started his career on the Patriots, did he not? Yeah, that and, like, he, we wouldn't have to give him a ton of money because he's, like, in his mid-30s almost now, so – I just feel like that would be ideal for all parties involved. I feel like he would probably like to come back and play for us. I don't know. I'd love that, though. I would be really happy if we brought him back. I like that pick. I'll pass that to you, Jack. We need a fucking O-line. I'm taking Orlando Brown. Great. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we didn't talk about O line. Um, not non flashy pick. We need an O line because Big Ben almost died like every year, but this past year was bad. He was getting eaten alive, and I can only imagine someone like Malik Willis. I understand he's quick with his feet, but uh, when there's three hundred pound Aaron Donald coming after your ass, you're gonna need some protection. You don't want your so, rookie but, running for his life his first year. No. <laughs> No, we don't want to have a Joe Burrow happen where his knee just dies. 
and uh yeah <laughs> but uh i'm taking an o-lineman i like the past that few mims. orlando brown's a solid solid pick i really like that um especially but for me hmm this is again need we need targets i really thought adam troutman was going to be really good for us last year and he shit the bed so i'm going with a guy that grant was super super high on and mike gasicki I think Gasicki could really be a Solid. good red zone target for us, which is something that we desperately needed because I feel like Camaro was the only thing we really got offense out of last year in the red zone. So we add a guy like that, pair him up with Jameis, and if we somehow got Odell Beckham, like I said, that would be an immediate boost to our offense, like an absolute immediate boost. And I don't think there's much to really dispute that with because that was really the one thing holding us back is that we could – we had a defense to compete – our quarterback play was middling, but we just didn't have any playmakers outside of Camara. So, adding Gasicki there would be tremendous. Like and with it. that, I'll pass it on over to Grant. Grant, you with us? Uh, did Grant die? I am, I am here. Who, I am here. Who I died? Just, I just returned. Who did you take? With your- I took uh, Gasicki. Gasicki, okay. I like that. And you have back-to-back picks. Oh, I do? Oh, you're right. I do. You're right. Uh, so, and then I would love to just re-sign Marcus Williams. Yeah. That would, <laughs> that would be sick. He was really good for us his entire career besides the Minneapolis miracle. So, I'd love to bring back uh, Marcus Williams. <laughs> pretty pretty like smart it, pick like there. It. Yeah. I like it. And that's to you, Jack. All right. Um, it's a kind of interesting pick. I want a corner. And that corner, I was going to go with Stefan Gilmore. But I don't know. He's getting up be there nice. in age. I would like that for Stephon. I'm going to take Carlton Davis over Gilmore. I know that's a unpopular pick. I actually don't I think Carlton. That. I think Carlton Davis is pretty game. He's, he's not old. We need a corner. He's Take, a man I'm taking man two, two, two Buccaneers and a Chief for my three free agents I'd love to see in Schittsburg. Schittsburg? <laughs> That's how you know you're down bad when you're over here blocking <laughs> your own team. I've called him that for years. <laughs> it's better than Cleveland. That city's depressing as shit, but it is no Cleveland. We are not in Ohio. Thank God. At the end of the day. It's the only way Pittsburgh could be worse. Definitely. They moved the borders. <laughs> You're just like, well, we're no. in Ohio. I'm like, ah, I'm not really a Steeler fan anymore. <laughs> just something about Ohio. I'm a hater of it. Not a whole lot going on. Except for Joe Burrow. Except for Joey B. I'll pass it to you, Grant. Um, ooh, this is tough. This ooh. not great for your uh, your final four prediction here. Grant is uh, Illinois just got upset by Rutgers. I I saw <laughs> they were losing when I made the pick actually, and my rebuttal to that is Rutgers. Go look at like the wins Rutgers has on like 
Yeah, they like probably lose to all the shitty teams, like beat the good teams they shouldn't beat, probably. No, yeah, they have so many impressive wins on like it's insane. And they yeah, like you said, they just have awful losses. But um my pick is Mike Williams with Chris Godwin, who would have initially been number one on the wish list, but still your shit. He's on the Steelers. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right, I'm taking Mike Williams. I feel like this team doesn't necessarily need a receiver like that bad, but I feel like if we did add a like solidified wide receiver one, like a guy we know can get it done, like Mike Williams is coming off a 1,000-yard season, nine touchdowns, and he's on a team with uh, – Keenan Allen and Austin Keenan Allen and Austin – yeah, right, so – um, I don't know. I just feel like Mike Williams could be a lot better than we think he is. And he could also be not as good as, I don't know. I think he, he would also be like a pretty good Patriot. I could just see him. In to New me, he, he kind of falls in that Corey Davis category last year to where it's like, he could really break out and take that next step or is just going to stay right where he is. Right. So and I, I don't know. I just feel like that's a guy that Bill would like to have on the team as well. And I feel like if we added him, Chandler Jones, and we brought JC Jackson back, we would be contending with the Bills a lot better than we were this season. And I, I, I like that a lot for us. I like it. I like it. Y'all I like need I, that, I think that we receiver. all, yeah, I think we all did good here. We all covered the really needs we know what we need we could be yeah. a gm yes we've we've all played madden we've all had our fair <laughs> share of the franchise mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. so that rounds up the exclusive nine free agents mims ended up taking odell beckham mike gesicki and marcus williams Jack took Chris Godwin, Orlando Brown, and Carlton Davis. I took J.C. Jackson, Chandler Jones, and Mike Williams. Pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love the additions that we would make. Or I'd love the team if we made those additions in real life. Sorry, I'm like forgetting English real quick. But, yeah, no, if we could definitely add those two on our offense – we would have made the playoffs this year. So, yeah, you almost really did. That's the that's the crazy yeah. part. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I think we're. I think Sean Payton gone is a big a it's, big. Deal. It's huge. That's a big yeah. deal. I think it's a big deal, but the fact we hired internally and it's our defensive coordinator, which the last few years the defense has like kind of been a strength like that a lot. So yeah, I'm I'm just interested where this OC hire goes. Yeah, we'll see, man. But we can but, talk more about coaching shit and all that next week. We got what what are some things we still need to talk about? We got mock draft stuff we can do next week. So there's plenty of football stuff. It's not like we're done talking about football yet. <laughs> not quite yet, but we're we can see hole eighteen, as Roger said. Yeah. All right. Um, I think the last thing we need to talk about is the Izzy Whitaker fight, which Ooh. very interesting fight. 
Mm-hmm. I think Jack and I shared the take that Robbie probably took that low key, like three two. I think I just I don't know. I thought think, Izzy won. I think Izzy but, was like I wouldn't have been mad about the. I just don't. Whitaker did like no damage, and damage comes first when scoring fights. I thought Izzy stole three three of the rounds, but I'm not in too much of a fuss about it. Um, it is what it is. It was a better fight than I was expecting, honestly. Especially after round really? one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that like Robbie would look as good as he did. Like the fact that it's even a debate of who won, like I think it, you're y'all. Are yeah, Whitaker right. was it, like like a plus two eighty underdog, something fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. absurd. That was absolutely absurd. I mean, I guess it didn't hit, but still, like he could he arguably won that fight. Right. People, people, yeah. people. I, people I, just I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting there to be a debate. I was expecting mm-hmm. Izzy to come and clean up per usual, but it just didn't seem like a dominant Izzy performance to me. Seemed like that. Yeah, I, I mean, the left-hand jab from Whitaker and those kind of like hooks that he was throwing with his left kind of bothered him. And, I mean, he kept getting those takedowns. He didn't hold him there. hold him down. Izzy's too yeah. damn big for anyone to hold down at 185, I feel like. Like, yeah. he's skinny, don't get me wrong, but he's still he's 185 too. Yeah. yeah. Six, four. Yeah, I say he's probably stronger than most other 185ers in that division. Definitely. He's like sneaky strong. Yeah, and then you got I like agree. length matters as well whenever you're trying to take someone down. So <laughs> when you're being 6'4 and the other guy's 5'10, mm-hmm. 5'11, that matters. What'd y'all yeah, think about good on this yeah. last card? Yeah, I went, did. um, let me check. I went 11 for 14. What? <sighs> Oh, that's not bullshit. Okay, I did not know that Tui Vasa would knock out Derek Lewis. I that's just what I was about to that. start talking about. That was fucking crazy. That I, was like, a crazy fight, dude. Like There were many <laughs> moments wild. during that first round where Tui Vasa could have just lied down and died. Yeah. Oh, like when he was getting man. his head smashed yeah. against the cage. Yeah, he got taken down. Yeah. There's just, there's just such a strength difference there. But Tui Vasa's got that Samoan chin. Right, you, you can't fucking knock him. That's out. an impressive win for him. Hell yeah, yeah I mean, for it sure. Puts him, it puts him in title contention somewhat, right? Like he's definitely in line for number one. Yeah, contention. it's just it's a little awkward because we know he gets smoked by anyone who's good at heavyweight. That's what. Yeah, but he's still a big brawler, so you can never count him out. But when he fights guys like a Stipe, a Cyril Gon, a Tom Aspinall, like he's gonna a Curtis Blades, he's gonna lose. But I'm excited for him because I like him. He's entertaining. So I'm glad he's in the conversation now. I would love to see him slap up Curtis Blades. <laughs> uh, that would, oh, man. I think Curtis, Curtis Blades annoys me because, like, he should win, like, just about every fight. But he'll just randomly die, like, every five fights. Like, yeah, that like- Derek Lewis lost. I was just like, come on, dude. What do you – he, like, shot for a takedown. I know it's easy for me to say, but it was such a like an easy. It was so like not a good half-ass takedown. Yeah, it was. I know like, it was so obvious. Yeah. Like Derek, if Derek Lewis's slow ass could time that perfect uppercut, like you shouldn't have made that takedown or went for that takedown. 
So, yeah. yeah, that's my beef with Curtis Blades. Another thing I wanted to say, um, fuck you, Derek Lewis. You busted the can't lose parlay. It, um, it hit if he didn't die. So I was really upset about that. It cost me a lot of money. And I, also, and I did good on the card, too. Like, I went 11 for 14. I just didn't bet on the right things, and that tends to happen. Derek Lewis is officially unpredictable. Yeah, yeah like you I thought this was the most, like, lock-up fight he could have had. Honestly. Oh, you're probably wondering oh, why I parlayed him. Yeah, I know it was stupid, but I don't know. <laughs> you were screaming he, on the I podcast that don't add him to this parlay. Like, just don't do I, that. I, I, I did I, my bet, my gambling um, addiction got the better of me. And I was like, oh, I got a tail that can't lose parlay. <laughs> and CLP never hits. So, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Cannoneer Brunson? Um, I nailed it. I had Cannoneer second round KO. I fucking nailed it. I it was, was a I close was, one, man. Like the, it, was, it wasn't going my way at first, but. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I just I just knew Brunson's so fucking chinny, and Cannoneer has good enough uh, takedown defense to not get held down for fifteen minutes. Yeah, but uh, I was I was like the whole fight I was screaming um, to to my friends. I was like, I was like, Brunson's so bad. Why can't he just die? Like he's it's his striking's abysmal. His his takedown attempts are like really half-assed he has no chin like why is he on this six fight win streak why can't someone chin him and then when it happened i was really sad i was like damn that was his last chance he's ever gonna get so uh he's probably not gonna get his rematch with izzy i was about to say that basically puts (laughs) pioneer up next for izzy though yeah middleweight is just shallow it's such a shame I must say, after it's Cannoneer, just, like, who is there? Like, honestly. Like, like fucking to- Sean Strickland. Whitaker like, again. It's not looking good. <laughs> Whitaker for a third time. I mean, well, there's some contenders on the come up right now that give Izzy problems for sure, but they're just not ranked yet. They're going to need, like, two or three years. Um, that. that's oh, like the- Com- Comzot. Comzot smashes Izzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, that's, but that's probably... We we gotta wait probably another year and a half. Yeah, that. he's 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 got to smash everyone at welterweight first, then he'll probably move up. I mean, is he ever gonna actually fight at welterweight? They no no one wants to fight him. Well, I mean, someone's got to at this point. Like, what it's been like? He's been inactive for like over a year. No, he fought um he fought uh Li Zhangliang, that Chinese dude, in like September, oh, October. Did. Yeah, he oh. choked him out in a minute. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, it was very picked, fast. I remember that. Yeah, he he picked him up. He walked him over to Dana White, like while holding him, started screaming, like "Give me title shot!" Threw him down, <laughs> and and just rear naked choked him. And this guy's a beast. He's never been submitted, I think, in his career before this, or maybe like only once or twice. Like Lee is no joke, <laughs> and Kamzat just ate him. Dude, Kamzat's only 27 years old. I'm on the train. Like, when I say he'd smash Usman and Colby Covington, like, people are like, oh, you're fucking crazy. It's no, like, dude, when I, it happens, I, I, don't, because we're always surprised when it happens. We haven't been shown anything for us to believe that anything other than that, that would happen. Right. Exactly. Like, he's just going to exactly. smash everyone, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone. I like to talk, yeah, I'd like to talk about something else. So, you guys know Gilbert Burns, right? 
Of course. That, that is that is the hardest matchup for Kamzat in welterweight, 100%. And that fight is rumored to happen April 9 in Jacksonville, Florida, the card I will be attending. So if that gets booked, oh, I will goodness. clean my pants. Oh, I will no. I my pants. No, that, Tickets for that. Huge. That would be Oh, huge. man. I know. That beefs up the card so much. Like, that oh. is – a hardcore MMA fan's wet dream right there of a fight. Because Gilbert Burns got the boxing. He got the jujitsu. Like, it's going to be a... And if Kamzat just eats him, sign me up on the Kamzat train fully. Because that motherfucker ain't losing. Who's next for Usman? Do we know yet? Leon Edwards. It should Uh, be. It should be. I'm so happy for him. And I have a hot take about that as well. I think Leon Edwards is going to win. And why do I think that? You're like, why? Obviously, Usman's the better fighter if he just wrestle fucks him. But my theory is Usman has fell in love with his hands so much that he thinks he's a striker. And if he thinks he's a striker against Leon Edwards, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. So that's, that's, that's has, my like take. the Ronda Rousey syndrome where he yeah. like, he's going to get yeah. away from his bread and butter and it's going to do him in. Because he's been boxing up B-level, comp- B-level strikers in Jorge and uh, Colby. Yeah. So once as you go, soon as he, but actually I, it's, it's hard. It's hard because like, let's say Leon rocks Usman. Usman's just going to shoot immediately, you know? And if <laughs> yeah. he shoots immediately, he can hold him down. So it's hard, but do not be surprised if Leon rocks him. I'll say that. Why is Luke I think K it's more than possible. Ahead Leon. Of Leon. Why is who? So dumb. Luke That's K. interesting. And Leon, Leon beat Luke. No one talks. That's about what I'm that. saying. Yeah. Three, four years like, ago. Yeah. <laughs> They don't. It's just Dana doesn't fucking like him. That's why. He never he fights because he thought he needed a title shot forever. He booked Leon against Kamzat three times. Yeah. He, want, he wanted to feed him to Kamzat. Like, that just shows me you don't – you obviously want one guy to win and one guy to lose. That is valid. After Kamzat only had, like, two fights in the UFC. <laughs> Yeah, Leon's I remember that three. was supposed to be like in December <laughs> of one year, like during COVID. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. Oh, I, was I was like, they're so moving him up fast. I was so pumped. It just it was it turned into the Khabib Tony. <laughs> just wouldn't happen. Oh yeah. Mm. We need Kamzat. I'm well, I'm excited yeah, for I'm ready for his rise. I'm excited for lightweight because I just want Islam versus Oliveira. Like, oh, I know, man. That is just like the fight. It's so it's obvious a shame too. that we gotta do. Yeah, like like we gotta we gotta wait for Islam to beat Dariush and Oliver to beat Gaethje, and like one of them could lose because it's like a style of matchups. But like, it's not the fight. Like we know who the two best are. It's yeah. Islam and Oliveira. It's basically bootleg Khabib Tony. Like it's such a good fight. You got Oliver with the jujitsu. And you, Who do you Islam like in that the, fight? With the wrestling. Islam. Oh, man, it's so fucking tough. You're going to cry when Olvera loses, man. It's tough, dude. <laughs> Olvera's my guy. Yeah, you can't oh, pull man. against Olvera. Dude, I'm taking Olvera. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's there's a great chance I'm wrong, but I just want to rock with Olvera <laughs> until he dies. I think that's just what I'm going to do. You can match Olvera against, like, Kamzat. And I'd say, like, oh, yeah, Oliver stubs his ass. Easy. <laughs> he'll figure it out. Just easy, give him a round. Easy money if for he the survives king of round one, yeah. he'll figure it out. He won't lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Meanwhile, the king, of, the king like of Brazil giving fucking Oliveira Batista bombs through the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all right. You could match up Oliveira with Ngannou. Yeah, Oliveira subs his ass. Quick work at the office. <laughs> Send his head to the stratosphere. <laughs> Breaking news: Charles Oliveira first round sub. <laughs> He would literally hit him with an uppercut that would lift him like two feet off the ground. (laughs) There's a good chance that's what would take place. (laughs) Sadly. I'm the same way with Peter Yan. It's like uh, Peter Yan versus Izzy. I mean, nah, I mean honestly, Peter though, Peter I, think, got I don't see Peter Yan losing yeah. to anyone, bro. Like, it's he's like fucking saying. 40, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I just think he's dog built him. different. I just think he's like, he's a different breed. <laughs> he's a tank. That motherfucker ain't losing. I don't care if he's matched up with goddamn, like, Dominic Reyes or John Jones, he ain't losing that shit. <laughs> He'd figure it out, man. He'd figure it out. He'd, he'd read him like a book. And he'd box him up. He's from Russia. Easy, easy, easy decision. 50-45, in my 50-45, opinion. 50-45, yeah. <laughs> Every round. Boxes him up. Elbows in the clinch. Like, his takedown, like, like, like Peter Young's takedown defense. Okay, John like shoots for a takedown. Is he gonna get him down? Probably fucking not. And if he does, <laughs> and if he does, what is what is Piotr gonna do? He's gonna guillotine his ass, or he's just gonna get up and box him up. John sucks at striking. It's easy. <laughs> and you break down these fights. It's actually okay. I actually think like, like this is going around. Piotr Yan would box up Conor McGregor. Do you guys think I'm wrong? Like I'm, no, I think he would. I think he would fuck Conor McGregor. He fucks him up. People are like, oh, that's, there's a weight difference for a reason. But you're not taking into consideration that one guy sucks at fighting and one guy's a fucking Russian animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one guy just dynamite pounds of the other one's just a savage. <laughs> one of them's a cocaine washed at like wash fighter sterling should just retire poor guy i <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna die <laughs> he poked the bear like yeah he, he's got it coming to him like he's so fucked god he's bless so him. fucked god bless him. He's so, does it go out of a round yeah, yeah, it does. Because Piotr takes his time. P- people are just going to think Al is going to die. I mean, he could. He's going to die in the first round. I think Yon's pissed, I think Yon's pissed him off. He took his belt. He and he's that flashing he's like- with it. <laughs> but see, here's the thing is that Piotr's the type of guy to like literally like embarrass you for like three rounds. So he'll literally just box yeah, you. Yeah, he wants to. I'm like, going yeah. to ball you. Yeah. <laughs> It's like so he'll hit you like hard, like he'll all wobble like Alger like first round and probably just like lean back and be like no I'm not gonna knock you out yet but just no I got you like <laughs> literally like, oh man like the yeah Aldo he's gonna fight. embarrass him he's gonna choose Aljo death round one or I'm gonna fucking like embarrass you for five rounds until you can't keep up which, anymore and just which, collapse which would you rather see which 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 sense of going. Like? All oh, three, man. dude. Like all yeah, five. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Like 
As long whatever as he wants. The Coder dub. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever the king wants. I'll be okay with. Whatever the king of Russia wants, I'll be okay with. Right, am I going to have to fight Coder Yan in World War 3? I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Fuck no. We would lose tremendously. Fuck no. Yeah. It's just not I don't want to fight him because he ripped my head off with that picture of his dogs just like standing there on top of the hill. <laughs> we all just immediately retreat. Hell no. He's got fucking wolves with him. I would just Hell off no. myself. Like, just at the sight of that. Yeah. I would defecate myself. I'm out of there. No, See a bunch I'm of, out of there. The entire bro. Dagestani, like, martial arts studio just, like, climb out of the woods. Hell like, no. Fucking Hell no. Dressed in all black. Hell no. Hell no. Just a bunch of Khabib-looking motherfuckers just walking around. Y'all can keep that. I'm sorry. I'm moving to Canada to avoid that shit. We're draft dodging. Yeah, we're out of there. We don't have enough firepower for that. And and how are we going to make exclusive podcast podcast episodes? I think they'd understand. Yeah. We get a pass. We have to, yeah. There's only, like, what else are, yeah, no. That just simply comes. I saw... I saw a TikTok. It was like, fuck no, I'm not fighting in World War III against some six, seven Russian guy named Dimitri who's trying to avenge his dead father. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that shit. <laughs> I was raising the burbs, fuck, man. Fuck yeah. no. Fuck no. Yeah, fuck that. I ain't about fuck all that. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> gotta understand. This is just not our lifestyle. <laughs> There's I don't even care about the Ukraine that much. Like what? <laughs> this like, is what? John Jones is waiting on the day, man. John Jones has to like account for like what fifty soldiers. You would think. If Plus he's mentally John there. John Jones with his dog? No, we don't want him mentally there. We want him mentally deranged. This is true. This is true. He's a, he's a very patriotic Give him a mountain of too. cocaine he and would. all the fucking Mexican picograms he you would. want. He would. Him and that German shepherd? That's yeah. scary. No, no. Just tell him that all those guys said that he's not a real champion. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, it'll go crazy. Fuck just, look, just like literally photoshopped a bunch up. of light heavyweight belts on Russian fighters <laughs> and then just like get me on the first plane to Russia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as much cocaine as he needs, and we'll 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 be good. That oh, that, that might account for more than fifty if we're yeah. if we're talking that they 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 were they said he's a fraud. <laughs> They said DC is a greater fighter. Oh man! You they might. said you couldn't do it at heavyweight, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him Cyril Gunn will knock you the fuck out. He is pissed. They said Stipe would have been a better lightweight than you, John. What? <laughs> or light heavyweight, not lightweight. Jesus Christ. Oh man. Do we know what weight class Stone Cold would fight at? Probably like middleweight. I mean, how tall? I couldn't is he? tell you. I'm about to find out. He's got to be up there with the Rock, he's six, right? He's six two. Six two. Or we're assuming he cut weight, right? Yeah. 
I don't. I think he'd be a heavyweight. I don't think he can make two or five. He'd be a heavyweight. He weighs two fifty. Really? Yep. Pierce. Well, maybe he didn't weigh that like in his prime because he is fifty seven. But I uh, was like, I would say he's like a, a solid two forty in his prime. So maybe like. We can we can get him a nutritionist. We get him down. Dude, there. I feel like nobody nobody's knocking Stone Cold out. Maybe that's just WWE fucking. <laughs> I think Kerry would take him, but yeah, other than that, <laughs> I don't see anyone. Brock, Yanni, Yanni, Yan versus Thanos. Who you got? Yan eats him. Easy. Yan and three. Yeah, he's always hungry too. You got to take that into consideration. He eats him. He always Easy. needs something to eat. He's always mm-hmm. looking for a good snack. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on. We got another card coming up this weekend. Was it Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill? That's like the only thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I was looking over the card. Not even not even any prospects. Not even a whole lot of sleepers. It's just man. It's supposed to be Rafael Fizia versus Rafael Dos Anjos, the Battle of Rafael's. But that, I think Fiziev was having visa issues, so now that is the co-main to Colby versus Jorge, and it'll also be five rounds as a co-main, so that's interesting. But, Hmm. okay, Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is a banger, even though both fighters suck. But other than that, yeah, the main event. Really strong legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just both fucking specimens. I saw what's his name, Rizox, like his roundhouse, though he like basically almost took the guy's head off. Yeah. Against the oxygen yeah. cage. Uh-huh. I saw yeah, it like last week. I was like, fuck that. Yakim Buckley's only famous for his uh like spinning wheel kick where he like got yeah, like, the Rob Van Dam kick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that shit ain't happening again. They're like, oh, he's a he's a prospect in middleweight. It's like, no, he sucks at fighting. I can't believe we have to watch Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. In March. I'm not that hype about it. That, that's honestly. what I'm saying. Why is that a like, fight? Why is that a head? No, like that sucks. It, it's are, are we late. gonna? It should have happened three years ago. Yeah, we're gonna sit here and act like we don't know who wins this. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Is that a joke? Come on, Dana. It's an absolute joke. Off. The streets are telling me we got 87% think Colby's going to win. Yeah, and I think that's 75% oh. of that by decision. I have to agree with that. I got Colby in a decision. I think he's 50, 45, so fairly easy. Maybe Jorge gets one little rock in the crowd, oohs and ahs, but he gets double-legged after. So, what if he uh, just fucking flying knees him like he did Askren? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's cool, but like, okay, what's he supposed to do after? Like, he can't fight Usman. Like, he's yeah. just a gatekeeper, and he's like almost forty. Yeah, he's like so in the Bobby like, Knuckles like realm in like one seventy. Like, he can't really go compete for a belt, but he's still at the top exactly. of the division. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I guess have a chance against Volk. No yes, way, right? I think he does. I think he does. I don't think he Zombie. wins, but like, like he's just he's got hands. Tank. He's got hands. You never know the zombie. I just never doubt him. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, if I had to take a logical guess of who wins that, I think Volk like wins the decision. But uh, I don't count out the zombie. 
I could see a zombie just turning it into a brawl and just being like, fuck it, I have three rounds hey, to make this shit work. Know. Yeah, you never know. And Volkanovsky like, has shown to be a tad chinny, so you never know. One, one, especially at featherweight, they're so quick. Like one stun, zombie could capitalize. You never know. Get a and quick TKO. A strong one forty-five or two. Mm-hmm. You got hands. Eighty-seven percent Volkanovski for that one. That feels Online. high. That is very high. That'll change as we get closer. That'll even up tad more out, but that's high. The odds are minus four thirty Volk. That's ridiculous. Don't don't parlay that, even though I probably will end up parlaying because I have a gambling addiction, but it's not a smart one. Parlay Piotr Jan. I saw Piotr was like minus like 250 Three, or 300. He's 335, so they're saying that he's less of a favorite than Volk versus Zombie. That's so wrong. Yeah, that's just... That's, that's, that's insane. wrong. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Ninety-four percent. Yawn, yawn. Gonna murder him. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, it's gonna be bad. No matter yeah, how, no man. matter which way he goes about beating him, is not gonna be pretty. For sure. When I saw in the first fight, when when Aljo like when when Yawn took Aljo down, I was like, "There's nothing Aljo can do." Like, yeah, like he mauled crazy. him, and Aljo is supposed to be the wrestler. Like, this is exactly. a waste of time. We should, be, we should be get, getting Yon his next next fresh meet. Dillashaw. That would be fantastic. Or, Dillashaw yeah. and Garbrandt. Even though Garbrandt's kind of washed. I, I just want to watch both of them die at the hands of No Mercy Yon. That'd be great. Especially TJ. TJ no deserves Mercy it. T, TJ would do good against Yon. Like, like better than most, I feel like. Because he's but, like a specimen in his own at 135. Mm-hmm. And he's good at striking. I mean, you want to eat some, but yeah. TJ's a better matchup than Sterling. That's for sure. When it, when are we going to get O'Malley up here? Ugh. Sugar Poodle. <laughs> um, Sugar Poodle? I've never heard just, that one. I just don't think... Yeah, that's what Jan calls him. I just don't <laughs> think the poodles. I don't think the poodles that good at fighting either. I'm sorry. You think he's just a showman. I like his shape. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he, I, I like. I like. He's kind of like. And honestly, I, I don't know. I'm gonna say this on the pod. I'm a hater. Like straight <laughs> up. Like I'm. I'm just gonna be honest. Like sometimes I be hating. I'm a hater. I used to be his like biggest fan. I used to be a stan. You can ask any of my boys. Like I was the original Sugar Sean fan, and <laughs> he was he just like Jack of the exclusive podcast. But it was him. He was the it original. Was I was the guy, and I just don't like the way he acts now. I'm just not with it. Like I don't like his coach either. It's that redhead. He's such a fucking yes man. Like like Sugar Sean. Like. He just be doing too much. The poodle just be doing too much now. He's dying his hair, hanging with six nine. Like no one cares. <laughs> Chilling with the Nelk boys. Like it's yeah, like, just go fight, bro. I'm gonna say it. It's cringe. I don't want to like. I like my when my fighters don't speak English and aren't doing too much. And <laughs> the in the poodle, the poodle is the exact opposite. Of what I like in my fighters, so, so that's why I'm a hater. He's now. like a baby Connor, just <laughs> yeah. Like ideal he's fighter, just a like, headache. 
literally could be if you're just like i want him to speak no english and just stay inside just no <laughs> bullshit yeah i don't they just john would do too much dirty dirty things to poodle o'malley oh i love that dude he'd, he'd take him down elbow his face near the canvas <laughs> be awesome be fucking awesome that rainbow hair. I think he's gonna get a shot eventually. He's too much of a like a draw. Name. He like, will. He they're, they're gonna keep fights. Yeah, I know. And they keep giving him cans. It sucks. <laughs> like they need to give him like some like a wrestler. They need to give him <laughs> fucking Mirage like, or Cheeto again. Or oh my dude, Aldo would. Mur- that is the worst. Him and Yawn. That is the worst matchup. Aldo the would just break. Him. Holy shit! Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Aldo would piece him up, bro. Aldo is not washed yet. Do not believe that narrative. He's never been washed. Especially how skinny Dude, fuck, legs are. Those legs fuck the around. poodle up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a hater. I'm praying on his downfall. He lost to Cheeto. He died. He got flash knocked out. I have so many people tell me that he didn't like get knocked out. No, he went unconscious for like a half second. That happened. It's on camera. Yeah. He woke up when fight. he hit the ground. Yeah, he died. Quit defending him. He's not undefeated. He died. I hope the Cheeto rematch happens soon. Honestly, here, my unpopular opinion, I don't – honestly, this probably could age horrendously. I think Dominic Cruz would piece up O'Malley. I'd love to see that fight. I think he'd like – he'd like – he'd out footwork him for like two minutes, and then he'd just blast double leg him and hold him down. That'd be, that'd that'd be, be a great really fight. O'Malley needs to be humbled, bro. That's the thing is that he got humbled and then he like acted like it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. He's like, nah, bro. I'm on. I don't like. I don't like his. It's not even fully Sean. I don't like about him. I don't really like his fan base. It's a bunch of 15 year olds and a bunch of like grown men who think they're 15 still. It's just like, dude, support support someone who's like Sean O'Malley's not a bright guy. Like he has a podcast, right? I, like, if you watch that podcast, you will lose, like, so many brain cells watching that. I swear. It just cannot be good for your head. It can't. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hater. I'm sorry, Sean, if you're listening. I used to be such a fan, but I just – you're just not what I like in fighters anymore. I'm sorry. You speak too much English. Like, oh, fuck yourself. You speak too much English. You're doing too much. Just, like, my fighters just straightforward. Seek violence. Not Instagram posts with six nine. That's such Damn. a random fucking friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news: the hmm. the Nets have erased a twenty eight oh, point deficit. Right Let's yeah, go. They were down fifty to 20, 56 to twenty one earlier, and they just got the lead. Is Kyrie playing? No, because it's in New York. Neither is KD. Mm. Mm, they don't have anyone. They got Patty Mills running around out there. Yeah, it's a whole lot of Seth Curry, Cam Thomas, and Patty Mills chucking. Drummond's <laughs> having a hell of a game. Don't get me That's wrong. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the it Nets is- are such a fucking, like, they're not a super team, but they're just such like a – They have a <laughs> they bunch have, of they so good many. players. Yeah, yeah, even when their stars are out, it's like, I'll oh, throw Mills, Drummond, and fucking Cam Thomas out there. Yeah, you, you forget they up. have motherfuckers like Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin too, mm-hmm, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Bruce Brown, just chilling. 
they tried to trade Claxton, which I don't. Uh, sorry, this is like completely off topic, but I'm, this kind of came into this. But Nick Claxton, who apparently was getting offered for like they wanted two firsts back for Claxton. I don't see why the Sixers didn't just instead of taking Millsap, just take Claxton because we need a backup big. But because you are that, stupid. Correct, but I mean, again, I I digress. I was just really surprised when I like saw that he was available. I was like, well, why did we take Millsap? You can't actually think Claxton? that the Sixers are gonna win a ring. You just can't believe that. No, I'm not gonna believe it till they're in the finals. Like I like to me, they are not ever gonna go to a conference championship until I see them there. Like that's my logic. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's that's what I wanted to hear. That's what I want. no delusion. No delusion. Try to keep that to a minimum. With the Sixers, it's hard because they always disappoint me, so I can't really be delusional. LSU, I can be really delusional. I was about to say, <laughs> all of your delusion like resides in LSU. It's in football. the city of New Orleans. It's literally just <laughs> For the no. state of Louisiana. Yeah. It's literally just LSU. The man's is a psychopath. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, man. Anything else we need to uh, cover here? Um, Do I don't think anything? so. Huh? I think that wraps it up on my part. All, All right. right. Next week, look out for – we were probably – I think we were talking about it earlier, either next week or the week after, a mock draft episode for the NFL. That coming Hell up. Hell, yeah. So we'll definitely dive into that. I got to do my research. Hey, let's let's take let's let's establish our picks right now. What do you mean? We're doing the first Four. round. No, 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 no. We're so somebody's gonna take take the first pick. Somebody's gonna take the second pick and the third pick, and then we're gonna do it again. So whoever had first goes after three. See what I'm saying? I think I want second. I'll take I'll second. First. All right. I'll take All right. last. All right. So there we have That's it. That's cool with so me. now we now we're we can prepared. Yeah, we can do our research. We can prepare to draft for said teams. All I know is I have who has second? The Lions? No. Jags. Wait. No, no, no. Jags have one. No, the Jags the one pick. Yeah, you're right. The Lions have the second pick. Yeah, yeah. all right. Lions. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, once again, uh, like, share, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff. We all see you guys shit. aren't doing that as much We're as the we say podcast. Good. So please, please, it helps us out a whole lot if you can like, share, and subscribe. Bro, this podcast is fucking fire, dude. Y'all are sleeping. Best one on the market. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, y'all are sleeping. Whatever. They hate us because they ain't us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, y'all are listening to Pardon My Take and shit. <laughs> All that lame-ass shit. Yuck. What the fuck is you doing? Bill Simmons. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Do people actually still listen to Bill Simmons? Like, actually? I do sometime for basketball because he has outlandish takes. Exactly. That's why he's very outlandish. <laughs> His NFL is abysmal. He does not. He's just so, like... I, I know every podcast shows like this, but he's just so based on reaction, like, recency bias. Like, like oh, one yeah. team would win during the regular season. He'd be like, I, I think they're a lock to go to the Super Bowl. It's like, dude, <laughs> shit changes so much. You're like, dude, the Jets just beat the Lions. Like, the, the Jets yeah. are not going to the Super Bowl, bro. Calm down. That's all it is. Yeah.
Exactly. He's a big Pats guy of as course. well. He was, ta- yeah. he was talking oh, about Oh, yeah. Bill Matt Simmons Jones is a big Boston guy. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, Bill He's Simmons the Boston guy. Like the poster boy for the Celtics, yeah. Yeah. He's good for basketball, but football, not so much. That's why you got to listen to the exclusive podcast podcast. Exactly. We, to we all, offer to all, all your needs. We offer mm-hmm. it all. I want we got experts let, let's be 100% field. honest. How many podcasts are you going to go through where you're going to talk about college basketball, NBA, college football, pro basketball, pro football, MMA, and we can talk about other stuff. Once baseball season comes around, we might delve a little bit more into that. I know Grant's a little bit more of a baseball head than I am. But I just – I and, think we can really – we hit a lot of notes or nails in the head here. So y'all should And things like why you shouldn't watch Euphoria, things like this, why you should get a job. We, we have it all. Why your fighters shouldn't advice. speak English. Why your fight, favorite fighters should not speak English. We got it all. And we got the facts behind it. And you know, Only on the exclusive podcast podcast. I, I think the most important thing of all, where else are you going to see a beautiful picture such as this? You're never going to find that on any other <laughs> podcast. All no. right? uh-uh. Look, look at him. So let's just get Jeff fucking Fisher. I wish I could zoom in more, but I can't. Like that Jason Kidd meme where they made the collar bigger, just like every five retweets, we just make the mustache bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. That's that's the way to end it right there with that peering into your soul. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you, everyone. Hey, do you all know what the next episode is? Episode 20. Episode 20. See you there. Fuck.